Blog Talk Radio.
Thank you, Lord. Well, shalom, shalom, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to the Lord Tower. This is your brother, Elvi Zapata. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. This is part seven of how to break generational curses, uh, slash family curses. Brothers and sisters, this is part seven. Praise you, Lord. And I promise we were going to go into the book of Romans. Book of Romans. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. This is a specific chapter in the book of Romans that that's where I want to begin. And I would like to begin with a prayer, Lord Jesus, mighty Lord, mighty God, mighty Jehoshua, mighty Jehoshua. I ask you, Lord, mighty Jesus, to please, Lord, bless your people through this teaching, Lord Jesus. Open the understanding of your people, Lord, and help them to serve you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus, to, uh, to be set free, Lord, of the bondage, of the curses, Lord, that have bound their life for so many years through this generational line, through the father and mother side, Lord Jesus, back to Adam and Eve. I ask you, Lord Jesus, that you will help your people to confess these curses and repent of them, Lord Jesus, and be set free in Jesus' name we pray, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Brothers and sisters, Praise you, Lord. I'm glad with, uh, I'm glad for those that are writing to me how much a blessing this teaching has been to their life. Thank you, Lord, for that. Oh, glory be to Jesus, not to me, not to anybody else. It has been the Lord God Almighty mercy with us uh, to reveal his word to us, help us to understand his will and his plans for our life, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Jesus. We know that the Lord is coming. He is soon to come for his bride, for his people. And we always like to remind people of the coming of Jesus that is so close, that is so soon to come. Praise you, Lord. And we, as the bride of Christ, must be ready for the coming of the Lord because he is coming as he promised us he would. Thank you, Jesus. Now, in Romans chapter 12, praise you, Lord, is where I want to begin, hallelujah, and finalize this study, put an end to it. Hallelujah, because um, I know there will be a lot of questions out of these seven part of this study. Praise the Lord. I would like to go into other study that I promise I would, and I would like to go back to them and, and bring those study because a lot of people love to hear them and learn from them. So we will, praise the Lord, share them with everyone. Thank you, Lord. In Romans 12, 1, I begin, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercy of God, that ye present your body a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Thank you, Lord. Yes, you sacrifice your body as you also come into service to God. In service to God, we sacrifice our body. In other words, if we were to read this in Hebrew, that's what it says. In service to God, we sacrifice our body, and that means through fasting, fasting, Brothers and sisters, it's a living sacrifice to God, acceptable unto God. When we fast, God receives us in a, in a mighty special way. I've seen miracles. I've seen God through my hand bringing people back to life and healing people in a special way through fasting. And I know what it means, brothers and sisters, to really uh, talk about fasting. Holy, acceptable unto God is fasting our life in sacrifice to God through fasting. It is so awesome. It is so special. And I always encourage people to 
to fast because it's wholly acceptable unto God. We are only acceptable unto God when we seek His holiness and righteousness, which we seek through fasting too, brothers and sisters. Praise your Lord. I move on, verse 2. And be not confirmed to this world. When you fast, that means you want to be connected with heaven. You're seeking the heavenly things, seeking the things above, as Paul says to the Colossians in Colossians 2. Very important. We connect to heaven through fasting. Uh, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Through fasting, your mind gets renewed. You don't think the same because now you're connected with heaven. You're connected with God. Praise you, Jesus. And, and it's so special to be connected. And, and you're being transformed. We will be transformed in a blink of an eye. But this transformation, it is a slow process transformation to come to the image of Christ, to the fullness of Christ. Christ, Christ is perfect. And God is transforming our life to his image to be like Christ. A hundred percent, and we will be like Christ because it is God doing it in us. It is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit working in our life. The eternal God is working in our life to make us like a, His eternal Son. Hallelujah. And He's also His eternal Holy Spirit. So our eternal Father from eternity is working in our life to make us, hallelujah, like His eternal Christ Jesus. Brothers and sisters, because he's so special to him. And anyone that will be like Christ will be obedient, will submit, and will only do what the Father tells them to do. That's what Jesus has done. Hallelujah, since the beginning. Thank you, Father, for Jesus. Verse 3, For I say to every man that is among you, though the grace given unto me, says Paul to them, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, and that this is very important, this is humility. That's what he's talking about, humility. For us to be humble, or for us to humble ourselves before God, understanding that it is God, brothers and sisters, who will raise us. Jesus said, said it this way, the ones that want to be great serve to the smaller one. Hallelujah. You want to be great in the kingdom of God, serve others. That's how you'll be greater. Humble yourself and serve others, and that's how you'll be great in the kingdom of God. But to think soberly, according as God had dealt to every man the measure of faith. You know, faith, faith, faith is really, oh my goodness, so special. Because you can grow in faith. When the disciples asked Jesus that they will grow in faith, hallelujah, he told them the parable of the master seed. That if you have faith as a master seed, being the, the smallest seed of a bowl, when it's planted in the field, in the garden, when it's planted, it will grow to be the larger tree. So faith don't stay small. Faith can grow to be the larger a bowl. You can sort past people in faith any day once you submit your life to God and you fast and pray and ask the Lord to increase your faith. And don't think, don't think limited because faith is also a gift. Brothers and sisters, he can give us many gifts. Praise you, Lord. And so don't don't limit yourself. The Bible talks about in Romans 1 that the gift, hallelujah, are, are, are like a shield to our protection. Brothers and sisters, faith is a, is a shield. Faith is a protection. Hallelujah. Paul says this to the Ephesians. In Ephesians um, 6, verse 10 and 9, he talks about the, the, taking the armor of God. 
So faith is one of them, and faith is a shield. The faith is a shield. Faith is a protection. It's not only a gift where you can pray for people and see God do mighty things. Faith is much more than what than what is being taught in churches and from the pulpit, from the radio, from television, from the internet. Faith is much more than that. Praise you, Lord, than that, brothers and sisters. Faith is an armor, but faith also is a tool. Hallelujah. Faith is a person, and faith is much more. There is no limit to faith. God made everything by faith, by his word. Faith and the word are one. Faith and love, hallelujah, are one. Faith and the power of God are one. Faith can move the mountain. Let the mountain move. Uh, I like that worship song. Brothers and sisters, faith is so much than what, what you think you know about faith. Oh my goodness, it is so much more. We know so little about faith. But ask the Lord to reveal faith to you, to help you understand faith. Because even when we get to heaven, we will continue to learn about faith. And my goodness, he, faith is so much more. Verse 4. For as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office. In other, in other words, not have the same office, do not have the same duty or obligation or responsibility, brothers and sisters. We are many members of one body. This is why one will prophesy, one will speak tongue, one will interpret the tongue. It is so much in the, in, in the, in the body of Christ that we can do, brothers and sisters. And not one is the same. Some can be similar, but not the same. We are all different from each other. We are made unique but different. And that makes us special in God. We are members of the body of Christ, but we are unique. And everyone is unique and different in that quality that God gave to gave Almighty God, the Almighty gave to each and one of us, makes us special. That's why the devil goes about, are running about to seek and destroy one single human being. Because every single human being is special. It is different. It is not the same. It means a lot to God. And he knows how much you hurt God if, if one of his little ones get lost or lost. Brothers and sisters. Imagine when Jesus talked about that. If we make one of his little ones fall... It is better for us to put a stone around our neck and throw ourselves into the sea. Brothers and sisters, hallelujah. What did he mean by that? The greater punishment will go to those that make other people fall. Don't make other people fall. Be careful what you say. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. And all that, and all those that love them will live by you. Brothers, it's very important. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Verse 5. So we being many, we being many, praise the Lord, talking about the body of Christ, are one body in Christ, and every one member, one of another, totally different. One member of another. We are totally different. We are all part of the body, but we are different. That makes us unique in God, brothers and sisters. That makes us special. Understand who you are in the Lord. You are unique and you are special. There is not two of you in all God creation. That makes you special and unique. Understand that. Verse 6. 
having then the gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, according to the grace that is given to us, we all have differing gifts, says the Apostle Paul. And these gifts are the gift or eternal gift from the eternal Spirit of God. Brothers and sisters, these gifts will be with you in this timing, in the millennium, the timing to come, in an eternity. They will not be taken away from you because the gifts are eternal, irrevocable. God never takes them away. Even the fallen demons are gifts that have fallen with them, that they will never be taken away. They'll go to the lake of fire with these gifts because God gives them to them. They are eternal. Gifts, having the gifts different, says the Apostle Paul, according to the grace that is given to us. If prophecy, let us prophesy according to a portion of faith. See, everyone is given a portion of faith when they come to Christ. Now, it is up to you to grow in that portion. That yes, you have a little faith, but don't stay at your level. Begin to pray and fast that God will increase your faith. Very, very important. Thank you, Lord. And the Lord will not fail you and I to increase our faith. He is faithful. Thank you, Lord. Verse 7. Our ministry. Hallelujah. We, we, we have ministry. That we have ministry are also gifts according to Ephesians 4. They are gifts. He took captivity captive and, give men, and gave men gifts, says the word of God. And then calls the ministry. Or each of the ministry are a gift. That's what I told people. There are more than the nine gifts. The ministry are gifts themselves. Why? Because they will be with you forever. Thank you, Lord. Those gifts will be with you forever. And a lot of people today don't know how to, how to walk in the gift, how to use the gift, how to flow in the gift. They are so powerful because, because they don't know what gift they have. They have not asked the Lord. They have not prayed and fasted. To ask the Lord what gift they have, they make, say, Brother Elby, ask the Lord what gift I have. You don't do that. You seek the Lord yourself to reveal to you so you don't have doubt about the gift. Because if the Lord tells me to tell you what gift you have, you're going to have doubt because it's, I'm a man. But if the Lord himself tells you the gift you have, you know it has been the Lord, the eternal Lord, Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. For, thank you, Father, for Jesus. Hallelujah. Ministry. So let us weigh in our ministering, hallelujah, or he that teaches on, on teaching, teaching, teach. If, that call, if God call you to teach, teach. Thank you, Lord. Praise you. God, I encourage people to preach the word. I encourage people to teach, uh, hallelujah, teach the word. Bring the word to the lost. I'm not worried that their ministry will be greater than mine now. I, 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 there was a brother who, 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 who praised the Lord in our ministry. God raised him up, and God was using him more mightily. And I congratulated him. I told him to continue to seek the Lord and submit to the Lord for God to continue to use him. And he looking at me like, wow, you're not jealous? Man? No. It's not about being jealous. It's that we each have our calling and our gifts, and we need to learn to flaw in them. And I know many of you listening to this Bible study have your own gift from God where you need to grow and you need to ask God to use you and begin to fast and pray. And if God uses you mightier than I and anybody else, praise God. All glory be to Jesus. Humble yourself even more to the Lord. 
and continue to ask him to use you mightily to win soul for the kingdom. This is what it's all about. Whoever wins souls is proper is wise. We need to be wise, brothers and sisters. Verse 8 of Romans 12. He that exhorteth, or oh, an exhortation, he that giveth, let him do it with a simplicity. If God touches your heart, because you have a lot of money to give, give. Give with simplicity. Uh, so I, I heard a sister saying, oh, oh I, pr- I thank God because I'm not rich, she was saying. And like, you know, if you understand the privilege of giving, and if God, if God put millions of dollars in your hand, you should you should even pray for God to put millions of dollars in your hand, because then you support the poor. You know what you do? What Jesus told the rich man: give it to the poor. That's what you do. You give it to the poor. If God puts a million dollar in your hand, and you know you're not greedy in your heart, give it to the poor. Take that money, pay your taxes, and give the rest to the poor. And then live without nothing and say, I had a million, I had 12 million, I had 20 million, but I gave it to the poor. I had nothing. Praise God. Praise be to God. But don't say you thank God for not having any money for being poor because you know what? God can use you. There are kids in Africa and around the world dying of hunger with no clothing, with no food to eat, and they died in the side of the road. Wouldn't you lie to God to use you to feed the children? For you, for you, for you yourself, could go to Africa and these many Mexico, many countries, South, South America, Central America, brothers and sisters, and feed these children yourself from your own hand and say, here, and buy a home, buy a place for them, for them to live and go and learn and go to school and learn the Bible, brothers and sisters, like as many ministers are doing. Brothers and sisters, please. Ask God for wisdom and ask for the will of God to be done. Because you may not want to have no money. I used to think this way. But if God wants to pull a million dollars, two million dollars more in your hand, thank God for it, but give it to the poor. Don't take it for yourself. I I, I have met people who have met me personally and thought I had all these other things because they hear me preaching on the Lord's Tower and I'm being supported by donation from the people. And when they see my simplicity how I live, that I don't have much more people that have come to my house and see where I live and see how simple my life is, how I live barely with anything, with nothing, but still, hallelujah, what God gives me, I give to the poor, brothers and sisters. Praise you, Lord. We are to please God, brothers and sisters. The will of God be done in our life. Not our will, but His will be done. Amen. Verse 9. Let love be without dissimulation. In other words, don't, hallelujah, don't act like you love. Love, love truthful from your heart because, see, this is one thing. Some people will like, like to say that they love people, but people don't get it from their spirit that they do. This is one thing. That makes us hypocrite. In the, in, the, in the Greek, someone I remember years ago, someone was, uh, I was in a Bible study, someone was saying that in the Greek, Hypocrite means actors. Actors, brothers and sisters. That's what hypocrite means. Those actors of Hollywood, they're hypocrite. That's what it means in Hebrew, they're hypocrite. And that's when the word actor came out. Brothers and sisters, they're acting. It's an acting. It's not truly from the heart. And I hear people all the time saying, I love you. Hallelujah. Those that say it from their heart, the Lord confirms it to your spirit that it's true, that it's honest, that it's from God. But those that say it only from the left, you feel nothing. Dry, completely dry. 
We need to stop acting. It has to be from our heart, brothers and sisters. Praise your Lord. It has to be from our heart. Let love be without dissimulation. A whore that wishes evil. Praise the Lord. In other words, it has nothing to do with, with that that is evil. You have nothing to do with it. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. It has nothing to do with evil. Absolutely nothing to do with evil. A whore that wishes evil, cleave to that what is good. Everything that is of the Spirit, everything that is of God, cleave unto that. Grab unto that. Do not let it go. Praise you, Jesus, because it's blessing you. It's helping you to grow. It's helping you to learn about God. Thank you, Jesus. And that's how God wants it. God wants us to grow in Him. All that that is good, that is helping you to grow, hold on to it. Don't let it go. Thank you, Lord. Verse 10. Have kindly affection one to another with brotherly love and honor, preferring one another. Preferring one another. Prefer your brothers and sisters. Some people prefer a friend, a worldly friend, or someone from the world, or a famous actor, or a famous someone. No, the Bible said prefer one another. Some people think that's strange when I do it. I prefer my brothers and sisters than anything else. And they, well, that's strange. No, that's biblical. We need to be biblical. Brothers and sisters, have kindly affection to one another with brotherly love and honor preferring one another. I prefer my brothers and sisters than anybody else out there. And people think that's strange. No, that's not strange. That's biblical. Thank you, Lord. Verse 11. Not slothful in, in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Not slothful in business. Brothers and sisters, business is the business of God. That's the first business. And then any other business that you need to take care. Take care of your business. Take care of your family. Support your family. You got a job? Do it. Don't be slothful. Don't be lazy, in other words. Because there's a lot of laziness in God's people, among God's people. Lots of laziness. The enemy uses it against God's people to keep them from reaching what God has in store for them. Because God has a lot in store. There's no limit to our Father, to our eternal God, to our eternal Christ, our eternal Savior, our eternal Spirit. There is no limit to God. But if you are lazy, what God has in store for you to receive, you are not going to receive it. You will receive it if you seek God. I don't want to speak negative. I want to speak positive into your life. For you to receive that God, what God has in store, you can receive it. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Laziness keeps you from receiving it. But the fervent in spirit, hallelujah, seeking always to be filled with the presence of God and in the presence of God, seeking more of God. Will, will, will bring you into position to receive what God has in store for you. Serving the Lord. How do you do it? Serving the Lord. Serve the Lord and nobody else. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 12. Rejoicing in hope. What should give us joy? Hallelujah. In knowing that Jesus is coming. He is the hope. Hallelujah. Glory. Jesus Christ is our hope of glory. We should, hallelujah, rejoice, hoping, knowing that he's coming for us. That he'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. Patient and tribulation. Patient and tribulation. You may be going to tribulation, suffering, pain, sickness, many different things. Be patient. No, but I cannot take it anymore. No, be patient. You can take it. God is not going to give you more than what you can take. Of course you can take it. Praise you. Don't be a coward. Be brave for the Lord. Be brave for the Lord. Continuing instant in prayer. 
Hallelujah. Continuing instant in prayer. Whenever you need to pray, you pray instant. Well, I need to pray. I'll, I'll do it later. Some Christians say, no. You have the time now. Take five minutes. Take ten minutes. Ten, twenty, ten, twenty minutes. An hour. Two or three hours. Do it now. Don't put it off. God might be revealing to you the enemy has a plan attack for your life. You pray now. Someone comes to you. You pray now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Be careful with the laying hand, though. Be careful with the laying hand. And as you pray for someone else, you don't know. Put the blood of Jesus between you and that person. Bind the strong man and don't hand the respect. Because the Lord will send people to, to ask you for prayer, but it's for the devil to attack you. Learn those tricks of the enemy. Learn those things. He used people. Oh, but I need your prayer right now. And your heart is for people. Immediately you say, all right, let's pray. And then you can be attacked severely by the enemy. Learn to bind the strong man and unhindering spirit and put the blood of Jesus between you and that person. Cover yourself, body, soul, and spirit with the blood of Jesus before you pray for that person. Thank you, Lord. Because I have people ask me for prayer, and then I, I've been attacked. Everything was fine before they asked me for prayer. And I always ask, Lord, why? And the Lord will either reveal to me, that person had open door. The enemy used them to attack you. I said, Lord, but I would just pray. It happens. It happens. So be careful. Because a lot of people take the words, oh, Jesus said, pray for one another. Yes, it's true. Pray for one another. But the sermon is of the Lord, too. Don't take that for granted. The Lord can give you the sermon of what's not, is not of Him. And He says that in His Word, He would give us a sermon. Praise you, Lord. So you, you ask for wisdom, spiritual wisdom. Because we needed so much spiritual wisdom, brothers and sisters, to learn how to, hallelujah, move in the things of God. When to do what to do. It's very important. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Verse 13. Distributing to the necessary of the saint, to the need of the saint, to giving hospitality. I, I have been given hospitality still to this day for many years, helping brothers and sisters who don't have a place to live. And I have someone in my house that I that I give hospitality to, Brother Ben. This is very important. We do this, brothers and sisters. We, 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 we need to be a blessing to other people. Distributing to the necessity of saying whatever need they have. If you can help them, help them. Just help them, help them. Always keep your, the brothers and sisters first in that regard. Very important. If you can bless them, you bless them. We have blessed uh, people this way. Thank you, Lord. But always seek the Lord because you have people come to you that they supposedly have a necessity. And like it been on television, people who have taken Christian for, for granted or have used Christian, brothers and sisters, in this way because they have given them money because they asked for a need. And the need was not there. Then how do you know who had a true need? you got to ask the Lord. you got to seek the Lord in regard to that so you will not be deceived and given to people. There was a brother from Africa who kept asking me to send him money, and I would. Send him 100, 200. And I remember um, one time I asked the Lord, after I started doing this, Lord, is it truly a necessity there? And the Lord says, no, he's using you. I said, oh, my goodness. Praise you. I learn. I learn. I learn. And even if, let's say someone, because this happens to me with a ministry. If someone asks you for help, a donation to the poor, 
No matter what country it is, I'm not going to say a country because it happens to me. It was the money was using was was being used for the kingdom of God, but for something else, not for the need of the poor, as it was asked for. That's wrong, and the Lord told me that is a lie. And he told the Lord told me he was not pleased with that. He was not pleased with that. Don't don't ask for money for something and then use it for something else. That's a lie. That's a lie. And I was used by that too by a ministry, brothers and sisters. There is so much. It's like hallelujah. The the seven hundred club. They're a one that was revealed to me in heaven that they give less than three percent of the money you give to them to the poor. Less than three percent. It was told to me in heaven. I didn't even know this. So you learn these things as the Lord began to reveal things to you. They used people to give money to them. How many millions do people give every year to the 700 Club? And their money is not really going to their need. That's why there's a need even in the people that are given to them. Because if you give to God a hundred times fold, Jesus said to his disciples, they will receive back. When it's given to the right place, to where God wants the money to be. This is why God uh, uses me to give to the poor in Israel small organization, and sometimes I want to give to an organization, an organization that I already know in Israel, and the Lord says, no, give it to this other one. You see, he leads me to where to give it, and where the need is. A lot of people don't have that leading of the Lord. I do. A lot of people don't have it, and I and that's why the Lord has told us, no, you give it to Elvie. You donate to the Lord Tower, which a lot of people are not doing. We have so many people supporting us that have gone away. And now they're there. I find out that they're supporting directly to Israel. They don't know what they're doing. I tell you the truth. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing. If the Lord is not leading you, you don't know what you're doing. Praise the Lord. Without the Lord, we can do anything. Brothers and sisters, even if you think you're donating to the right place, you need to be directed by the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Very important. Verse 13. Bless all that persecute you. Bless and curse not. This is what I wanted to get to. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Romans 12, 14. Bless all that persecute you and bless and curse not. We are not to curse anyone because the curse will come to pass. Brothers and sisters. Because again, life, dead and life is in the power of the tongue. Now, we are to bless people. When you bless someone... Who don't want your blessed, your blessed will return to you with more blessing. Blessing your enemy, praying for your enemy, loving your enemy, and praying for those that persecute you, the greater thing you can do. Because it will bring so much blessing to your life. Lord, I pray for those that persecute the Lord Tower. My life, each and one of them, Lord, I bless them in Jesus' name. I bless their life. I bless them. Thank you, Lord. That blessing, if they are not willing to receive it, comes to me. What a hundred times fall back to my life. I'll be more blessed because I'm blessing them. This is a spirit. This is this is a mystery. You can seek this of the Lord. I'm telling you, you want to bless those. That's why Jesus blessed them. Jesus prayed for his enemy. Very important. When God tells you to do something that you don't question it, you study it, you learn from it, and but you obey it. You obey it because a lot of people question it. It's not to obey it. That's wrong. That is wrong. That is, that is bad teaching. That is really bad teaching. Verse 15. Rejoice with those who rejoice. And weep with those who weep. Yes. Brothers and sisters. If someone is rejoicing, rejoice with them. 
Don't get angry or jealous, because a lot of people get jealous. You cannot tell people, oh, the Lord blessed me with this, because they'll be jealous. No, rejoice. Hallelujah. Rejoice and weep with those who weep. Anyone, anyone lost a family member or someone they care for, hallelujah. Just, just weep with them, with them. Praise the Lord. Very important. That's caring. Care. Care for what hurt other your brothers and sisters. Please care for them. Verse 16. Be at the same mind one to one another. The same mind. Praise the Lord. Set now your mind on high things. Set now your mind on high things. Thank you, Lord. On things, hallelujah. Uh, let's say you, you, high things will be trillions of dollars that people want to have. Set not your mind on those things. Set your mind on the things of God better. But condescend to men of low state. In other words, uh, hallelujah, get along with them. Thank you, Lord. Uh, hallelujah, help their needs. Low state. Be not wise in your own conceit. Don't, some people say, I'm so wise. Don't, don't say that. That's pride. That is really pride. Humility is for other people to tell you that you're wise, but you, you don't get to say it. You don't have the right to say it. So the Bible teaches us. We don't have the right to say, I know. I know. I'm wise. Things like that. God forgive me for that, but we don't have the right to say those things. We don't. If we walk in humility, we don't have the right. The right is for other people to say it, and then pray, praise be to God, we say. Or give glory to the Lord. Or glory to Jesus. I think. Verse 17, recompense no man with evil for evil. Someone does something bad to you, oh, I'm going to get them back. That is wrong. That will bring so much evil into your life. You will open the door for evil, for curses up on your life if you do that. Provide the, th the things honest in the sight of all men. Just be honest. The things of honest, it's okay for you to say, listen, you hurt me, but I know you need this. Here it is. I forgive you. People say, wow, that's incredible. He hurt you, but you're still willing to help and you forgive him. That, I never heard of that, some people will say. Praise the Lord. Verse 18. If it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peacefully with all men. As much as you can. That's what he means. As much as, as, much as you can, as much as, as much as you can that comes out of you, be peaceful with all men. You, you, you gotta. I try to do that, brothers and sisters. It's difficult, but I try. And then we, we gotta try our best, our best to be peaceful with all men. There are people that I know that I don't. They don't like me, or they come against me. I still go back, and I still. And, and some people say, "Why do you do that?" No, look what the Word of God says. Be live peaceful with all men. Try, try to be peaceful with all men. Other other teaching says, "Seek peace with all men." I think it's um. Hebrew 12, seek peace with all men. I know, Hebrew 12, 13, seek peace with all men. Very important that we seek peace with all men. And holiness, and without we, we, no one will see the Lord, then I say. Very important, brothers and sisters, that we seek peace with all men. Verse 19. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourself. This is another thing that people do that are not right. That I that I myself tried doing that I did in the past and I knew I was wrong I repented and now when people come against me Hallelujah I said Lord you fight for me Daddy beloved avenge not yourself but rather give place unto the unto wrath 
For it is written, Benjamin is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. The Lord will repay. He says, I will repay. This is hard. But when the Lord repaid other people, he would truly do a repaying, a right repaying to them. Again, I, I see people, God, taking everything away from them, people that have come against me, just to let them know. As he said, I'm a full prophet. He, 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 he shall show them that I am not, that, he, that I am a true prophet. And he, but there will be the Lord doing it. A brother was saying, uh, when he called me a full prophet, went on, on Facebook and told people I was a full prophet and all that. And the Lord began to come against him. He lost his wife. He lost his, first his job, his wife, his family. He began to lose everything. And as he cried out to the Lord to see what happened, the Lord said, You call my servant a full prophet. Hallelujah. You, you better go and repent to him. Say, I'm sorry. And stop doing this. And the Lord, he heard the Lord clearly say this to him. He, and he, oh man, he was crying. He contacted me. He told me what happened. And I said, just repent to the Lord. Don't worry about it. I, I forgive you. I mean, I didn't even know he was doing this. And praise the Lord. I have heard of people contacting people on the Lord Tower privately to tell them I'm a full prophet. And, and he was one of them. He told me he was one of them. Oh, I contacted people from your program. And I told him I'm a full prophet. And the hand of the Lord came up on my life. He was suddenly crying. Grown man crying. I said, brothers, you know, how can I prove to anyone that I'm a true prophet? There's no way I can do that. The Lord will have to take Benjamin and fight for me. Benjamin is of the Lord. I cannot take Benjamin myself. You know, some, I hear some people argue, No, I'm a true prophet. I'm going to prove it to you. That is nonsense. We can prove nothing. The only thing we can say is we can stay close with the Lord, walking with the Lord, and, and seeking for the Lord to use us and, and remain humble before the Lord. Repent daily, every day, as much as we can. Brothers and sisters, stay in the Lord's presence. It's what we can do. And then just ask the Lord to take vengeance. That's it. That's all we can do. And the Lord will not fail to take vengeance. Do I tell you that? He will not fail to take vengeance. He will do that. God have mercy. Verse 20. Therefore, if thy enemy hunger, feed him. I'm so hungry. And you know he has done so much evil to you. You still got to go into your wallet. Take some of the money you have and give it to the person. Go eat. Go do this. Praise the Lord. Because the Lord is merciful. The Lord is merciful. I was told by this pastor friend of mine how these people came against him a year prior. Praise the Lord. And even they had, they started, because I was with the pastor afterward, they started criticizing us. Me and them. They didn't even know me and all that. Well, God God put his hand on them. And the group they had, of which they was a hundred or more people, they were gathering and all that. God put his hand in, and, and, and they just each went their way. The hand of God was against them. Nothing went good for them. And finally they realized, and said, oh, man, God's hand is on our life because we've been speaking against uh, this pastor, Brother Elvie. And, and, and they came to us. We had to receive. We had to feed them. We had to feed them. They came to such a great need. And, and, and my pastor, former pastor who's in heaven today, Pastor John, took money. And gave some some money to them, but after we feed, fed them, I think we gave them food. He gave them money, and I was like, "What?" It was such a blessing to me because they had come against him for years, criticized him, took away people from his group. They 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 lie, they deceive, and Pastor John forgave them, 
and gave them some money and, and sent them their way. It, it was really sad. But then seeing the blessing of the obedience of Pastor John to the Word of God. No wonder he's in heaven, brothers and sisters. So obedient, so faithful to the Word of the Lord. He knew this passage here. He knew it by heart. Hallelujah. That if thy enemy hunger, feed him. He fed them. A group. Sexual seven. He fed them. If they thirst, give them to drink. He gave them to drink. I saw him going to the fridge and giving them soda, water, whatever they wanted. I'm like, oh my goodness. For in doing so, thou should heap coal on fire on his head. Yes. He did that. Even when the Lord took passage on home, they, they spoke in with me and said, oh my goodness. He was truly a man of God. They knew the coal was on their head. They can realize that man, everything they did, and he was so forgiven. Praise the Lord to them. Praise you, Jesus. Little people on this earth this way that can live, live the gospel in such an impacting way, brothers and sisters. Because a lot of people just say, hate those that hate them. And they even persecute them that persecute them. No, pray for them. Hallelujah. Verse 21. Be not overcome by evil. Yes, people. some people get overcome by evil and then they turn evil themselves. Don't do that. That's not what the Word says. But be not overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. That's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to overcome evil with good. No matter what people say or do against us, we stay in obedience with the Lord. We love them. We forgive them and we pray for them. You know, one of the greatest things the Lord has shown me in my own personal life in regard to, 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 to really being there for someone is praying for them. People coming against you, you pray for them. People who attack you, pray for them. Praise the Lord. Or, or those that are in need also, you pray for them. And you really pray. You pour your heart for them, for the Lord to provide. And the Lord doesn't fail. Some people, there was a sister that came last year to the Lord's Tower asking me for help. And I said, yes, I'm going to pray for you. She kind of stopped in the conversation like, mm. she thought it was going to open my wallet immediately and send me all the money I had. And I said, listen, what are you trying to do? I'm trying to get a job. So I, okay, let me pray. You're going to get a job. Pray. Immediately she let me know. I found a job. I don't know how they happened. The Lord. Give glory to the Lord. Praise the Lord. It was not me. Praise the Lord. What else? She's not a, a, a place. All right, pray. The Lord provided. It's like, oh, my goodness. Every time you pray, the Lord just opens the door and does it. I said, give glory to the Lord. Don't worry about it. Praise your Lord. Praise your God. Now her income and her home was taken care of by the Lord. The Lord provided. Praise your Lord. But she was being persecuted by someone, a man. And her fear that he will find her whatever after God had provided all this. Now she had this fear. I said, put over the hand of the Lord. Because if, you, if you're going to run your life by, by fear, because she moved, I believe, to another city, another place, and, and this man has been very evil with her, and he, she had killed him, now he was looking for her. You know, you got to put him in the hand of the Lord and pray for the situation. There might be someone listening to me in the same situation. You need to put him in the hand of the Lord. You don't want to also go to a ministry, because I met people this way, who just want to come and say and receive from you a paycheck, receive from you money. Without doing anything. It don't work that way. Don't work that way. You got to work. That's what the Apostle Paul told the brethren. That if they did not work, they should not eat. And I believe that too. 
Are you going to come to a ministry and, and ask people to help you, and you're not going to do no work and just eat, 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 eat? No, you got to work. I done that myself. When the pastor read me the word and said, brothers, the apostle Paul said that if you if you don't work, you don't eat. So I began to work. And I work and I work. And I now stop working. I earn my money, my food. I earn my food. I own my paycheck. You got to work, brothers and sisters. Can I be lazy? Because that's what a lot of people are. And then they complain that God don't provide. But you're lazy. You're lazy to pray. You're lazy to get up early in the morning and be in prayer and fast at least one day a week. We have a fasting Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Join us from early in the morning to 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Join us. Monday, no food, no water. Wednesday, you can drink some liquid. And Friday. But Monday, no, no food, no water to 4 o'clock. Some sister had done it, blessed by the Lord. Other complain had not done it, not so blessed. Obedient. Excuse me, we'll always lead you to blessing. Obedience leads you to blessing. Remember that when you join our fasting, you're joining a group of brothers and sisters in one spirit. Some people are telling me, wing, and the moment I began the fasting, the anointing of God just came up on my life, Brother Elby. Such a blessing, the fasting that you guys are doing. I say thank you because we're doing it for the Lord, that's why. We're doing it to please the Lord. We want to please God with our fasting. Praise the Lord. We want God to, to, to bless us through the fasting. And He has. He has blessed us. And we're doing this fasting until the trumpet sound. Not, not until Trump get into office. Trump often, no. To the trumpet sound for us to go to heaven. That's what we're doing the fasting. And someone say, oh, Trump, trumpet. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Not until Trump get into office until we go to heaven. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, God. Brothers and sisters, so important. So, so important. Now, the next book, hallelujah, is Galatians 3. Hallelujah. Where this is, we read about the curses. Curse, blessed, not curse. Says the apostle, because of the consequence of cursing. Again, we read in, in, in Matthew where Jesus said, ye, ye curse. So those on the left, he said, ye curse. Now, you wonder, what is the Lord going to say? Because in, in, Jesus has been appointed to judge the living and the dead. The Bible says in the, in the book of Acts. Now, what he's going to say to those on the left? Ye curse, he says. One word, ye curse. Then he told to, to, to throw them into the, hallelujah, torment. That was it. I was probably expecting a long teaching, a long Bible study. Why were they disobedient? So he look at them and he said, ye curse. You curse. You've been under curse. You have not repented. Because being under the blessing, being under right is being under the blessing, being under Christ. Repenting daily will set you in position of the right. If you don't repent from your sin, you will stay on the left curse. That's what would happen. You will stay on the left curse. But in that wine throne judgment, those that are on the left are cursed. Those that are on the right are blessed. Been repenting, seeking the Lord with all their heart, all their life, all their mind, all their understanding. Thank you, Jesus. Galatians 3. All foolish Galatians. Why did he speak to them? Because their behavior was a foolish behavior, Paul says. Because he worked, he stayed in Galatians 16, 14, 15, 16 years doing ministry. And after he left, they had turned away from all the teaching of Paul. And it was horrible. They went back to idol worship. They went back to, to, to the old life they had. All religious way. A lot of churches are turning to religious 
not, not salvation or relationship, hallelujah, but religious, religion. And religion will keep you dead, I tell you right now. Verse 3, verse 1. All foolish Galatians who are the, be, bewitched you that you should not obey the truth. Who has put a spell bewitched you? Who has convinced you? Who has put a spell on you not to believe the truth? Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Now, the significance of bewitched, which I'm going to look carefully. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. We, we have to re research these words because, hallelujah, the meaning are very important. I was telling a pastor over the phone last night how important it is to look up the meaning. Hallelujah. How important it is to look it up and explain it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. The word bewitches uh, ignorance. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Uh, walking in the walk of the imagination. Dreaming. I dream, I dream walking. <laughs> if you can say that. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I'm still looking for more information. I'll be which. Be, uh, be in which to fascinate, to gain an ascendancy over charm. There you go. Bewitched. I, I say this to be cursed or be bound. Fascinate charm. Look, charm. Cursed. Hallelujah. Who, who cursed? They turn back to the curse. They turn back. They stop repenting. They stop seeking the Lord. They were on the right of, they were on the left of Jesus now. They were cursed. That is so sad. That's the Apostle Paul message to the to the Galatians, brother. Galatians chapter three. Oh foolish Galatians, who have bewitched you? Who has charmed you? Who has deceived you? Who has put a spell on you? That you should not obey the truth. That was a strong word used by the Apostle Paul. But it's for us to understand the message. See, God will speak to us sometimes very harsh, but it's for us to understand the message. Thank you, Lord. Very important. Very, very important. Before those eyes, Jesus Christ has been clearly set forth, crucified among you. See, it was all about Jesus and his crucifixion, his death on the cross for them. They have changed that completely. Do you know what is that happening today in America and around the world? Before, it was all, it was all about Christ. When I came to the U.S. early 80s, it was all about Christ, even in school. You can hear uh, teachers were Christian and all that. Twenty years later, it all has changed. It is not the difference. It is not the difference. I'm sorry, my my younger ones right into the office. Praise you, Lord. It is all different now. People have changed. God is still the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. But it's people that have changed, brothers and sisters. People that have changed. That's why. Uh, the foolish bride is the bride that changed. The bride that stopped repenting. That stopped seeking to be filled with oil. Or stopped filling themselves with the oil. That's the foolish bride. Matthew 25. Brothers and sisters. That's the foolish bride. But the wife, wise bride is the wise. It is those believers that are repenting. That are seeking the oil. That are seeking for more of God. That are seeking to be filled with God's spirit. Verse uh, two, the there's only I I I would I learn of you. Do you receive the spirit by work of the law or by the hearing of faith? 
At course, it was by the hearing of faith. But now they went back to the law. Curse. Curse. Anyone under the law is cursed. Hallelujah. That's why we're not under the law. We're under grace. Brothers and sisters. God have mercy. Verse 3. Are you so foolish, having begun in the spirit, as you now made perfect by the flesh? <laughs> no one can be made perfect by the flesh. I tell you that right now. But they, in their behavior, they thought they would. In their teaching, they thought they would. That teaching is going around America and the world like there's no tomorrow. Being perfect in the flesh. Not by faith, by by action. Brothers and sisters. Are ye so foolish, having begun in the spirit, and now made perfect by the flesh? Verse 4, have ye suffered so many things in vain, that be ye in vain? In other words, all the suffering that God is putting us through, it is for us to grow, it is for us to mature in the Lord. And those suffering are not to take for granted. No one will get to heaven without any suffering. Jesus, the Son of God, has to suffer to death. And then he, he received a promise from God to his own life. The position that God has for him. Brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. The joy put before him, said the writer of Hebrew. Angels wrote Hebrews. In case you didn't know. The book of Hebrews was written by angels. Angels said that it was a joy put before him. The reward Father was going to give him. He looked toward more to Father for that reward than anything else. Wise, very wise, the Lord. Verse 5. He therefore that ministered to you the Spirit and working miracles amongst you, that he, is, that he is by the work of the law or by the hearing of faith. He continued to point to them that they have moved from believing in Christ to faith in Christ than to just doing work and be, being good Christian, doing the right thing. And that will get you into heaven. <laughs> Have you heard that teaching before? They're all over the internet. Verse 6. Even as Abraham believed God, and it was counted unto him as righteousness. Right standing with God. By faith, Abraham was right standing with God. By faith, not by nothing else. But by faith, Abraham was right standing with God. It's faith. It is faith that will set us in position with God. How will we be in position? By faith. That's how. Like Abraham. Thank you, Lord. Verse 7. Now, ye therefore, that those who are in, of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. You see, we are children of Abraham by faith. Abraham being the father of faith. In other words, praise you, God. Those are the ones that God received unto his own children. The children of Abraham by faith, because it is by faith that God has said everything. All creation, he said it all by faith. Thank you, Lord. Verse 8. And the scriptures of the word, foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith. You see, there was no other way for God to justify the heathen. The children of Abraham that has been scattered all over the world. The DNA of Abraham, in other words. As God revealed to me, he had preserved the, his generation. The DNA preserving human being of Abraham in different, in different nations, heathen. The only way God can bring that DNA back, those people back to him, they will be justified for what Jesus did on the cross by, by faith. 
They will be cleansed by the blood of Jesus. No matter where they will be, as they hear the gospel, they will repent and receive the Lord. And that DNA comes back to the rightful owner, to the rightful family. Preacheth beforehand the gospel unto Abraham. Preacheth beforehand the gospel unto Abraham. Abraham needed to hear the gospel. How did he learn it? From Noah and his family, of course. Noah and his family were still around in the time of Japheth and all of them in the time of Abraham. Abraham had to go to them and learn from them, brothers and sisters, and his growing up in order to learn the gospel. The gospel has to be preached to Abraham in order for him to have a relationship with God. Noah and his family were the only one that had a relationship with God. No one else did. And then the son, Jephthah, the son of Abraham, the three sons of Abraham, and then began to multiply in the face of the earth. Abraham will have to learn from them in order to have a relationship with God. The gospel was preached unto Abraham. Listen, Abraham, learn from being from a, from a young man. Saying unto thee, shall all nations be blessed. Till God not only preached the gospel, then made promise to Abraham that all the nations be blessed through him. Brothers and sisters, as he came to know the Lord, which the Bible talks about knowing the Lord, having a relationship with the, with the Lord Jesus. Abraham, he came to have that relationship, and the Lord came with two angels and appeared to Abraham, and Abraham called him my Lord. Abraham knew exactly who he was. Why? Because he had heard him before, let it be a dream. He had a relationship, let it be to dream. Hallelujah, by his word of teaching, he had a relationship with God. You can have a relationship with Jesus today. Anyone can who repent their sins to him. Who comes to him, he will not turn away, his word says. Very clear. Verse 9. So then those who are of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. You see, those that become to, to faith repent their sin. The Bible says they are, they are blessed. They are blessed. That's why no one can curse us because we are blessed. And if anyone does, the curse will turn back to them. Because we are blessed. And if we have generation of curse, we can break it through the repentance to Jesus Christ of those generational life from the mother's side, father's side, first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh generation, back to Adam and Eve. Take full responsibility. Lord, I repent all those generational curse. I take full responsibility for them. I'm so sorry, Lord Jesus, for my generational life dead against God or the sin, the abomination. I repent all abomination on witchcraft, surgery, and black magic. In sacrificing a baby to the devil. I repent in Jesus' name. I'm so sorry, Lord. Black magic, yellow magic, white magic, blue magic, gold magic, silver magic. In Jesus' name I repent. Thank you, Lord. Very important you repent all magic. It's been so much red magic, blue magic, green magic. Evil, they're all evil. None of them are good. Uh, this homosexual have taken the rainbow. Brothers and sisters, for tell. All colors are now... Magic. They're magic. They have taken all color. White, blue, black, red, green. All colors are magic. These are all magic today. They're all magic. You have to repent them all and break them in Jesus' name. Homosexuals have taken the rainbow as their sign as for them themselves to identify themselves with the rainbow. Brothers and sisters, it is so sad, but it's the truth today. It is a fact. I'm not kidding. This is a fact. Verse 10. Look it up on the internet, you know. Verse 10. 
For as many are as the works of the law are under the curse. For it is written, Curses every man who, uh, one who continue not in all the things which are written in the book of the law to do them. And because no one can do them, no one can, no one can keep the law by Christ himself only. Praise the Lord. Now you cannot claim you can keep the law. You can keep the commandment, which is different. The commandment. Praise the Lord. The commandment, which God will, the Lord will help you, to, the, the Lord Jesus will help you to keep. He says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandment. He didn't say my law. He says my commandment. Total two different things in regard to grace. We are obedient to the commandment. We keep the commandment by grace through the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 11. But no man is justified by the Lord in the sight of God, and ever then for that the just should live by faith. God has said it this way. It is difficult, though, but if we ask the Lord every day to increase our faith and help us to walk by faith, He'll help us and keep the commandment. He'll help us. He will help us. Verse 12. And the Lord is not, is not a faith. The law is not a faith. Understand that. The law is not a faith. The law was for the flesh. It's something that you can see. It was not a faith. It was something you have to deal with every day. That's why it was written in the post. It was written in the entrance of the house and signs and all that for people to see. Not grace. Grace is by faith. You don't see. You just obey God. Thank you, Lord. Verse 12. But the man who does them should live in them. Verse 14, 13. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. There you go. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. When you, redeem, when you come to the law, you are redeemed from the curse of the law. Brothers and sisters, praise the Lord. You are redeemed through repentance. As you come, as you receive Christ, as you repent all these evil curses, He'll set you free from them. You'll be totally free. He'll redeem you. He'll set you free. He came to set the captive under the law, under curse, free came to set Isaiah 61. He came to set the captive free. Anyone on the Lord is captive. Any, anyone on the curse is, is captive. He came to set the captive free. Christ our Redeemer from the curse of the Lord being made a curse for us. For it is written, Curses every man who hang on the tree. When he was crucified on the cross, he would be, he would be a made curse. He became cursed to set us from the curse as we, through repenting when we repent. Set up from the curse. Some people say, well, I cannot be cursed because I've been set free by Jesus Christ. And but then all the curses are still in the family. You repent them, you break them, then you, that's it, off of your life. Then you cannot be cursed again. You can only be cursed one under disobedience. Adam and Eve under the blessing had no curse. When they disobeyed, they became under the curse. They were cursed. Remember that. It, under obedience, there's no curse. It's only under disobedience. That's why Jesus said to the one on the left, ye curse. Those that are on the right, they're blessed. He cannot call them the right, on the right curse because they were blessed. They were maybe once cursed, but they repented. Now they're blessed. Oh, I thank you, Lord, for your word. His word is so awesome. Thank you, Lord. For Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, be you made a curse for us. It is written, curses every man who hang on the tree. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentile through Jesus Christ, that we may receive the promise of this of the Spirit through faith. When the when the disciple went to the Gentile, where the where they saw the Spirit coming on them as as, as the Jew, they were very confused. 
You're very confused. But when the Gentiles repented, in the moment they were repenting, they received the Spirit. They were cursed. They were under the curse. But when they repented and they believed by faith, they received the Holy Spirit like the rest of the Jews. And like, wow. And then Paul was sent to them, brothers and sisters. But they, that's why they were confused. Like, these people are cursed. How can they? Well, through faith and repentance with Jesus Christ. Jesus became a curse to set them free from the curse. Set everyone free, us free. Thank you, Lord. Verse 15. Brethren, I speak after the manner of man. A covenant through it be a main covenant. Yet it is confirmed no man annuleth or added thereafter. He's right. Hallelujah. A life covenant like God made with men. Hallelujah. Can only be annulated by death. Hallelujah. Or never, never. That state's always this way. The covenant Jesus made with us transcends as death. Death cannot, cannot, cannot kill us, cannot hold us back. Because the covenant we have with Christ transcends death, brothers and sisters. It's go beyond that. It just goes beyond that. Christ cannot be killed. So when he makes a covenant of life with us, we receive him, we receive life, we cannot die neither. We just pass to our home. We go home. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Verse 16. Now unto Abraham and his seed where the promise made, he said, Nah, nah, and to see. He said not, and into seeds, although many but as the one, and to thy seed, who is Christ. Christ is the seed of Abraham. That's why through Christ we are saved. We come to the knowledge of God. We come in relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Verse 17. And this is I say that the covenant which was confirmed early by God in Christ cannot be annulated by the law. Not even the law can now, as we receive Christ in our life, annulate the covenant. Hallelujah. Which came 430 years after, so as to make the promise of no effect. Praise the Lord. Verse 18. For if the inheritance be of the law, it is no more by promise, but by, by, by God gave it to Abraham by promise. You see, God gave it to Abraham by promise. Abraham was not able to keep the promise, but God was. God made, it, made the promise come to pass. Because he's eternal. God created time. You see, time cannot hold God from, from coming true in his promise. That's why people say, I'm aging, I don't know. But God still made you a promise. You're going to have what God promised you. No matter if you're aging, because time cannot hold back God. Cannot stop God from fulfilling his promise to you and I. There's no way possible. God can stop time. He can forward time. He can backward time. He can do anything he wants. He created time. So Abraham, Abraham was too old in the normal to see... To have a son like Isaac. But because God made him the promise. He had him. In all age. In other words. When it was not possible by man. By normal. God made it possible. Thank you Lord. Because it was a promise. And promises. God, God's promises are not like our promises. He brings his promise. It comes to pass no matter what. As he, he promised us he's going to come for us in the ranch and take up home in the middle of the night as a thief in the night. And transform us. He's going to do that. The transformation the Lord is letting me know is about to begin. The bride of Christ is about to be transformed. We are about to be transformed. And that is a promise of God. 
that God will fulfill. He promised us in his word. Corinthians, we will be changed. We will be transformed in the blink of an eye. God is going to fulfill his promise. Thank you, Lord. The promise is about to come to pass. Thank you, Lord. Verse 19, 4. While them serveth the law, it was added because of the transgression unto the seed shall come to whom the promise was made. And it was ordained by angel through the hand of the mediator. Angel through the hand of Jesus made the promise. In other words, fulfill the promise came. They came with the Lord until. Praise the Lord. The hand of the mediator. Jesus Christ is a mediator. <laughs> he makes the promise, but he, he made sure he fulfilled the promise. He came himself to fulfill it. That's why the rapture is a special event because Jesus himself come. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven, says the Apostle Paul to the Thessalonians 4, 16, 15, 16, 17. He made the promise in he himself, as he himself came to Abraham to fulfill the promise. This time next year, hallelujah, his word was going to be fulfilled. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. His promise of faithful brothers and sisters. Verse 21, that is the law, then against the promise of God, that God forbid, for if there be, if there has been law given which could have been life, given life, verily righteousness should then have come by the law. But the word had concluded that all, all are under sin, all are under sin, that the promise by faith of Jesus Christ might be given to those who believe. God, holy, everyone under sin. Okay, they're on the sin, God said. So they can be saved through Christ. They sacrifice you on the cross. They can be rich out and saved. See, it was that God so loved the world. God wanted to save everyone. Say, all right, they all understand. All right, my son, go die for them. There you go. Thank you, my son. You, the sacrifice, your sacrifice, your sacrifice now have brought them to me. Now we are sons and daughters of God. Thank you, Lord. Our eternal God is so merciful and so good to Christ. He has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Thank you, Lord. Verse 23. But before faith came, we were kept under law, being shut apart from faith, which should afterward be revealed. Faith is such a special mystery. It is such a special gift, faith is. That that the old abode, the men of old, the elder of old, wanted to see this promise of faith that God was going to bring to pass. The promise made through Abraham. God made thousands a year, over six thousand a year, this promise through Abraham. No one knew what was going to be about it. They just knew that God made the promise, and everyone was waiting until the Messiah comes into the world. And fulfill this promise by dying on the cross. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for Jesus. Therefore, the Lord was our schoolmaster to bring us into Christ, that we might be justified by faith. The laws simply taught us to learn to serve God. No one cared by the law, serving well. Praise the Lord. But it helped us to come to Christ. But after faith has come, we are no longer under, the, under a schoolmaster. But ye are all children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. Amen for that. For as many as you have been baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. 
You see, when you are baptized, you are put on Christ. Some people have asked me, email me, Brother Elby, it is important, uh, uh, the baptism to be saved. Yes, it is. It's in the book of Matthew 16, I think it's 15, that those that believe shall be baptized and then they shall be saved. They are baptism with, with, with faith and salvation. Don't separate them, because a lot of churches are separating them. For, for hundreds of years, they've been separating them. Why? Oh, God, have mercy. I've been wondering why myself. But again, I'm going to read this again to help you understand what the Word of God says. Romans 12, 27. For as many of you have been baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. You receive Christ, you get baptized into Christ, you put on Christ. Because the Holy Spirit is Christ. That that you call Holy Spirit, that is Christ. Revealing Spirit to us. The person of the Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ, in case you didn't know. Paul says it this way to the church, for the Lord is a spirit. The Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ. No one else but Jesus Christ. I thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit. Verse 28. There is neither Jew nor Greek, neither bond nor free, neither male or female. For ye are one in Christ Jesus. We are not even seen as male or female, which is being ser seen as servants. Hallelujah. We one, one body. And if ye be Christ, then are ye Abraham's seed heir according to the promise. <laughs> it is the seed of Abraham we are, the DNA. The DNA of Abraham is what we are. Lord, I hope this word, Lord Jesus, has been a blessing to your people. Lord, thank you for your anointing and presence. Bless your people, Lord. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make your face shine upon you. May the Lord Jesus Christ give you his shalom. Continue to listen because we have more coming, more teaching. God bless you. This is part seven of generational slash family curses being broken. Shalom. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. He is so good. He is so wonderful. Welcome to the Lord's Hour, my brothers and sisters. Praise the Lord. We want to remind people that you need a rabbi, and you need a rabbi today. You cannot afford to go on without a rabbi. So you need Rabbi Jesus, Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yahashua in your life. Every single minute of your life, hallelujah, guiding you, giving you wisdom, leading you his ways, hallelujah, revealing to you what's coming. Praise the Lord, hallelujah, cleansing your life, purifying you, hallelujah, getting your rapture ready, keeping your rapture ready. You cannot afford to be without a rabbi, praise the Lord. So you need a rabbi today, not tomorrow, not yesterday, you need it today, this minute, this hour, hallelujah. And I want to present to you Rabbi Yeshua, hallelujah. He is so good, he is so loving, and he is so, so caring. He will not abandon you. He will not forsake you. Hallelujah. You cannot afford to be without him. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So make sure you make Jesus, hallelujah, your personal Savior. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Because he is good. He is wonderful. Well, I'm here with my brother John Keshen, hallelujah, and I want to welcome him to the Lord's Hour. Brother John, welcome. Well, thank you. Hello, everybody. I'm glad to be back. And uh, a lot of stuff going on, isn't there, L.V.? Yes, 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 yes. Praise the Lord. A lot of stuff are going around. Um, I've been getting emails from people. Hallelujah. I, I got a strong word from a prophet of God. 
hallelujah, and I wouldn't copy and paste the word on my computer. So I will read it to people today, hallelujah. But before I do that, I, wa- I wanted to share what the Lord revealed to me this morning. The Lord actually took me to the millennium, to the future, praise God, hallelujah. And uh, I, has, I, 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 I want to go into the Bibles and share, hallelujah, how, how clear the Lord made the Bible to me. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. Now, I'm hearing about some people that, that they're getting attacked by the enemy. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. And I, I want to share with you how you can overcome that. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. Well, Revelation says that we overcome by the blood of Jesus, by, the, by his testimony and the blood. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. And I, I have shared with people, hallelujah, how to go about that and how to be an overcomer in the Lord Jesus Christ. Because we are more than overcomer in the Lord. So when we are getting attacked this way, like many people are, praise the Lord, hallelujah, it's because they have open door in their life. They are thanks and they, are, they, they have not dealt with. They have not taken it before God. And the Lord is waiting for them to go before him and say, Lord, help me with this. Clean this out of my life. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Well, uh, one thing the Lord had us cheer right from the beginning of, of this year it was um, generational curses and the generational line through our mother and father's line. Hallelujah. When there are things uh, through our generational line, the enemy uses them as a, as we call it as a backdoor because the Lord revealed this to us. And he can come and attack you through them. And right when you, when you are thinking about the rapture, when, right when you are rejoicing, the enemy comes and boom. And, and you get all, all, all worked out about nothing. He gets you all worked out about nothing. Because Jesus is still on the throne. Jesus is still in control. The Father gave him all power. You can read it in Matthew 28, uh, uh, 28, 18, and 19 and on. Read it. All power is given to him by the Father in heaven and on earth. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. So the devil cannot just come. Hallelujah. And do whatever he feels like it. When he does things like this, it's because there's open door in your life. And you have not dealt with them before God. So um, I want to give you some tips about it that the Lord revealed to me in my own personal life. Hallelujah. And, and it helps me so much. Because I'm not getting these attacks that people are getting. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Why? Because the, I, when I was getting these attacks, I went to the lawyer about this. What is the problem? What am I doing wrong? What is wrong in my life? And as the Lord was revealing the things to me, hallelujah, I, I was keeping a memory of it. Hallelujah. Because it's not easy to be getting attacked from the enemy all the time. You lose your joy right away. Praise the Lord. And that's what a lot of people are going through. Hallelujah. And I thought it was so great that people have been saying that. But I also want to share this with you. And if you want to write it down, go ahead and do it. Okay, one, and you can ask the Lord in prayer to reveal this to you. Uh, may, may, maybe some of you, the Lord is not talking to you. But even if he's talking to you to dreams, if you're getting dreams, the Lord is talking to you. If you're getting visions, and we had a Bible study about dreams and visions. If you're getting dreams, the Lord is talking to you. If you're getting visions, the Lord is talking to you. If you're getting signs, the Lord is talking to you. If you open the Bible and you get a word that speaks to your spirit, the Lord is talking to you. The Lord speaks to you through his word. That's one way the Lord talks to you. When you open the Bible 
If there is a verse in the Bible that speaks to your life, that is the Holy Spirit talking directly to your life. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And these are ways you can learn to hear God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. There are many ways he can speak to you through this program. He can point out things in your life that are a great help. And uh, we need this. We need to have communication with God. And let me tell you something. God is always speaking to us. Hallelujah. We may not be, we, we may not be, we, we may are not used to his voice. John, you want to talk about this before I go on? Oh, yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, I, I know you you first need to, uh, you know, get the vessel clean. And that's, you know, part of being saved and repenting and, and getting baptized. You know, that's, that's, that's critical. And I know just in my life these repentance prayers, I like them a lot because of the fact that it covers all of your bases. I know I've said this before a lot of times, but... Um, but, it, you know, when I started doing those prayers all the time, you know, the bad dreams stopped. Uh, a lot of that stuff went by the wayside. And, and you know, personally, I do have a lot of you know, crazy stuff going on in my life, but I'm, I really am at peace. And you can be at peace in, a, in the middle of a tornado, and, and God gives you that peace when you're, when, you, when you're clean, you're repented, you're following him. Um, you, you know, and when it comes to speaking to him, you know, sometimes he might not speak to you. You're going through a test. He'll speak to you in the word or he'll, he'll speak to you in your dreams. Um, you, you know, I know some people, I, I think it was, um, I can't remember who it was, but, but one of the prophetic ones was saying that people are complaining or just saying that they're not hearing the Lord's voice. And, and that sometimes is a test, too. And if you are running into a test, it's, you know, tests are always a good time to, um, you know, do some fasting. There's various types of fasting that helps too, and and fasting will help you, you know, break anything off of your life too. That that helps a lot as well. So, so yeah. And I know Ashley lately has just been opening up her Bible, and the Lord's been speaking to her through Scripture. Um, she's really been getting into that lately, and you're you're seeing some changes there. And so yeah, Elvie's totally right. You know, we can, you know, you you, you can get these dreams that are completely from the Lord, you, you know they are, because they typical line up of scripture, or, you know, you just, you know, continually do your repentance prayers and stay clean, stay stay focused on the Lord, you know, our, our focal point has to be Jesus, you know, I know we got a lot of stuff out there about you know, the guru coming through here this week or next week or whatever it is, and it doesn't matter, still got to stay focused on the Lord, and right. um, and, and he's, our, he's our focus, he's the one that we have to be in the has to be in the forefront of our mind at all times about all this end time stuff, and um, and yeah, I mean that's kind of what I'm trying to do, and and I, quite frankly, I'm very peaceful right now, <laughs> Amen. even though I probably shouldn't be, but I am, and and that's the truth. It, it's great. Amen, John. That is so true. That it is so true. Let me say something else. Um, even if if in your dreams the enemy is coming against you. And you're getting all these attacks in your dream. Romans 8.28, everything works for the good of those that love God. If God is allowing these things in your life, it's for your own good. You may not see it, but if you learn to hear the Lord, hallelujah, praise Jesus, hallelujah. Um, if you learn, Christian, to hear the Lord, um, there's something in there that the Lord is trying to change in you. Maybe you are being careless. 
and, and before you go to bed, prayer. Those prayers are very important. Hallelujah. And if you have been getting attacked for months and years like this, okay, what you should be doing is going to the Lord in regard to these attacks and asking the Lord to rebuke the enemy from your dream. Hallelujah. Oh, to, oh, to give you the, the, the power, I would say, the anointing, the wisdom on how to come against this. And the Lord will give it to you. Hallelujah. Um, we have been given power by the Lord, okay, to overcome. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. And let me tell you, I'm going to give you one occasion, okay? The Lord revealed to me that there are, there are type of demon called uh, spiritual shadow, spiritual forces. Okay, the spiritual shadow and spiritual forces are different from the regular demons. Regular demon looks like human, although they have wings and all that. They, and they might be taller than people, but not all of them. All of them are either the same height of people, six feet or less than people. Praise the Lord. And they are deformed and all that. Now, the spiritual forces and spiritual shadow, they are like clear. Um, you can hardly see them. The Lord truly has to reveal them to you. Because they, they are in the spiritual realm, but they, even demons cannot see them sometimes. They can hate themselves from demons. Okay? That is another type of demon, another type of, of, fallen, of fallen forces. So the Lord revealed them to me. And what, what these spiritual uh, shadow and spiritual forces do is that when you are sleeping, they go into your dream and they attack your mind. They put dirty thoughts in your mind. They put a lot of things in your mind that are not of God. Uh, sexual uh, thinking, perversion in your mind, and, and they can hide themselves so 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 evilly. Hallelujah! I will say that they can they they can turn themselves uh, smaller than a needle than a needle head. I will say, Hallelujah! And um, they can uh, go into your mind, okay, uh, through sin, of course, through sin. All this has been through sin, through our things that we're not taking care of in our life. Sins that we're not repenting before God. And again, we overcome by his testimony and by the blood. Somehow in your life, you're not applying the blood of Jesus. Okay? Through repenting. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. It's all done through repenting. See, a lot of people say, oh, I, I apply the blood, of, the blood of Jesus on my hand. Or any thoughts and all this. Uh, uh, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Uh, let me tell you how it's done right. And again, I'm not Mr. Perfect. Don't mistake me. I learn from the Lord. Go, I, I learn by making mistakes and going to the Lord and saying, Lord, uh, this is, and, I'm, and a lot of time complaining back to the Lord, why did this happen? You know, and it's always, I'm going to tell you this, it's always our fault, not God's. Okay? Always our fault, not God, because God don't sin, and sin don't come from God. Okay? We are the one that sin. We are the one that choose to sin. We are the one that choose to make, uh, to think these dirty thoughts. Okay, the devil don't make you do anything. He tend to you, which is different than, than making you. But out of your own will, you meditate on dirty things, and the devil takes advantage of that and he uses that against you. That's what he does. So praise Jesus, Hallelujah. Um. Praise the Lord. Um, so the Lord took me in the spirit and, and made me to the side of the spirit shout and spirit, and spirit forces, which and before I go to bed, I have the Lord um, uh, rebuke these demons out of my life. Praise the Lord. And I ask the Lord for protection against them. 
Praise the Lord, hallelujah. And um, praise the Lord. And if you read the Old Testament, you read, you read about dark clouds, dark clouds coming over the land and all that. These are types of demons. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. That's why there are types of demons. And that's how the Lord revealed them to me. So I went and I confronted them. I seen them like coming into my mind to attack my body. The Lord took me out in the spirit and I went and confronted these demons. And they were surprised when the Lord made me aware of them and gave me the knowledge and wisdom. And in the name of the Lord, I confronted them. And they were coming in to, to attack my mind. Hallelujah. And even my son's mind, who is only three years old. Hallelujah. But somehow they, they can do that. Um, don't ask me why this and this and that. They do. They they can attack children. They can give children nightmare. They can give things that they're not supposed to be there. Praise the Lord. So when the Lord revealed this to me, hallelujah, I went and I confronted them in the name of the Lord. Praise Jesus. And I rebuked them. And, they, and, and I stepped right in front of them. And I looked at them in the eyes. And I say, in the name of the Lord, hallelujah, I cast you out of here. And they were gone. They ran. They, they're cowards. And once you rebuke them in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, they're cowards. But it led me to understand how much repenting we need to do. We need to do repenting. And this is why many people, the enemy is coming against their mind, the spiritual life. Because we are being careless with our spiritual life. That, that's what we do. You know, we've been born here in the flesh. Everything we know is about the flesh. You know, if you set someone in a nightclub, they know what to do. You set them in a nightclub, they know what to do. Everything about the flesh we know. You give them a 12-pack of beer, they know what to do with that beer. Okay? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But when you, when you tell them to do this of the Spirit, we know nothing. So this is why we need to go to the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And ask the Lord to reveal this, these things to us, to teach us these, th these things. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Because we, we just don't know. Am I right about this, Brother John? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're totally right. I mean, I I can just look back to the times when I just like a, more of a, you know, not not the shadow type demons, but just when I wouldn't do my repentance prayers, how much I would seem to get attacked at night. But then when I was diligent doing the morning, nighttime, and then repenting during the course of the day, you know, if I sensed, if I did anything prideful or, or, or just any sin, whatever, and just constantly repent, um, then what would happen is my sleep was a lot more peaceful and I wouldn't be harassed. Now, I mean, and that's just, that's what I've experienced. And it's, um, it's, it's really, really been great. Um, but yeah, it's interesting that, Amen. That, the, that, the, that the Lord had you actually get a chance to see what these things look like and, yeah. and confront them. And, uh, yeah. and yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's good to know. It's just, uh, you know, one more thing that we can do, and, and the other thing is, you know, you know, make, make sure that you pray for protection while you sleep, and then pray for protection for the next day. And I also do that for my kids as well, and and, and I just I do that every day, every night, and um, and I'm telling you, it works. It really, really, really works. Amen. No, if you have if you have problem with faith and any demons, send the Lord after them. Don't you go after them. That's what a lot of people do. Oh, I'm going to come after you. No, 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 no. Send the Lord after them. Do what Michael did. May the Lord rebuke you, Satan. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, Michael could have spent all day, all night wrestling with Satan. Okay? But it only took one word. May the Lord rebuke you, Satan. 
one second, Satan was gone. Nowhere to be found. Hallelujah. If we learn the word of God, if we learn, hallelujah, that when Jesus deal with the enemy and these demons, they run. They want nothing to do with Christ. Okay? Because one thing, Jesus is God and he has all power in heaven and earth. They don't want to deal with the Lord. And, you know, my brother Richard says that when he went down to hell with the Lord, um, demon was screaming, Jesus Christ, you come here to torment us. They were running. They had, they were nothing to do with the Lord. Why? Because he had no power. And that that's good enough. Hallelujah. To say to the band. So we, we, we just got to learn what the Bible says, what Jesus said. Hallelujah. When Jesus went into the cemetery, that man was breaking chains. No one could hold him tight. It, it was horrible. Jesus came. Hallelujah. Talked to the demons and principality and all that. The man went and bowed on his knees. On his knees, he went into the floor. People were shocked. Who is this that has this kind of power? Jesus has no power. There's no question about that. Hallelujah. So don't you say, I'll take out the... Give it to the Lord. Let the Lord handle him. Let the Lord rebuke him. Just ask him. He'll do it. And what I remember, I used to want to be one of those persons that... Oh, I rebuke in the name of Jesus, and I, and I will go, and I will still get attacked. I'm like, what is going on, Lord? The Lord says to me, why didn't you just ask me to do it? And I'm like, it's just so simple, Lord. <laughs> the things of God are always simple. We are the ones that like to complicate things. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. And then we make it harder for ourselves. Then, then we blame God. No, it's God's fault. Because he says in this word that I might cast out a demon in his name. He does say that. But we sin all the time. We have open door all the time. We got the devil in our life all the time because of sin. I'm going to repeat it again. We have devils and demons in our life all the time because all we do is sin. And sin is an open door for them. They use that against us. They take sin. The devil takes sin, goes to the Lord, and accuses us. Because we are so irresponsible with our sin that we blame other people for them. Instead of taking full responsibility for them. And I, I love the, the prayer the guy gave my brother Larry. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Because it teaches you how to be responsible with your sin. Praise the Lord. And I love it when John comes and, and, and he uses that prayer almost every day, brother John says. Hallelujah. John, you want to tell the people about that prayer a little bit, please? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I use it every day. Um, and, and it's, um, you know, and I've kind of. You know, I've got it memorized pretty much, so when I do it, I always have it in front of me so I don't miss anything. But, you, you know, the first thing you do is you confess your sins. And I not only, I not only add to what it says here, but I also add any sins of pride and doubt and disbelief, lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. I cover those six areas as well. Um, and I just want to make sure that I've got 100% of everything covered at all times. Um you know, because we've got so much, I mean, we get such a, you know, degenerate society with, with what's going on. You're, you're bombarded with sin, it seems, if you watch any TV. That's one thing I'd recommend, too, is, you know, for those that do watch a lot of TV, to either turn it off or cut it back to, you know, minimal amount, because it, it really doesn't do you any good. It, you know, it, it, it just, your eyes are the window to the soul, and it just pollutes your soul. You get spots in your garment um even if you're not trying to there's just a there's a lot of garbage on the tv so 
I mean, that's one thing that I do, but it's but it's great. When we go through it, it you know, basically it tells you about the confession of your sins. But, but this is one thing that's also interesting. When Larry got this, he also, you know, confesses the sins of every soul tie you've made, plus the sins of the soul ties all the way through your generational and social lines. And I go all the way back to Adam. So I figured I'm going to cover 100% of them. I don't want to take any chances. You know, better to be safe than sorry. And the other thing, too, is when it comes to any prayers, you know, make sure it lines up with the Bible. This this prayer is 100% biblical. Um, it's really nice because on LB's website, it's got all the scriptures associated with it, too. So if you do have a question about something, you can, you know, pull it up on the, on the Bible and read it for yourself. It's But I know it's effective. Um, the other thing is you confess every sin committed not only in your dreams, but in all your ancestral dreams and, and their, um, in the generational and ancestral lines in their dreams. You cover all of them, all the way back to Adam. So you make sure you have everything. And then the, the next part that says is you're supposed to cover, what we do is we cover all of our grievous sins with the holy blood of our Lord and Savior, the Holy Lord Jesus Christ, and you take full and total responsibility for all the grievous sins, not only your sins, but for all the sins of your generational and your ancestral lines. You're covering 100% of them, all the way back to Adam. And that way, there's, you know, all these sins are covered in the blood of Jesus, which you need. That's the way they get removed and cleansed. Then the next thing, the sincere repentance, um, you know, and, and that basically you sincerely repent of every sin you've made right up to this very second. You make a 100% sincere effort not to commit these sins again. I mean, repentance means to turn away, to stop. And if you do have a problem with something, if it's like a reoccurring sin, a lot of times those are generational ancestral sins. And you, you just can't seem to shake it. Well, when you start doing this, you're going to see how that will, you know, that stuff will just fall away. It, it just, all of a sudden, it's really not there. And, you know, it, it might not ever rear its ugly head again. If you continually do these prayers and you walk in holiness and purity and you walk in obedience to the Word of God, and, you know, and, and, and when you do have a question, you know, pray about it and get to the Word. It's, it's always in there. But, um, and, then you, and then you sincerely repent of all your generational ancestral lines, all their sins. You, you mm-hmm. sincerely repent of the dreams, the, um, the soul ties again. And then you cover yourself in the blood of Jesus, and then the, then they've got a cleansing and purif- purification part where you cleanse and only it says, Holy Lord Jesus, please cleanse my, please cleanse and totally purify my heart with your precious blood and holy fire. And you not only do your heart, but you do your soul, your spirit, your mind, and also your subconscious mind, which is a lot of your memory. You need to get that stuff out of your memory and get that purged and cleansed. And that's what that does. You pur- you purify your flesh. Now, this is the interesting thing when I started doing this. It said, you know, purify your, all your record-keeping books in heaven. And I'm like, oh, that is a great idea. <laughs> I didn't think of that. And it's true. And then you also purify your robe and gown in heaven with the precious blood. And then after that, you close all the open doors. So the next section is about that. And then the next section after that is you, you basically place a hedge of protection, just like the hedge of protection that's in Job 1.10 as well as a protective wall of fire that you'll find in Zechariah 2.5. So the demonic realm, they don't have access to your mind, your subconscious mind, your soul, your flesh. You, you've, got a, you've got a shield as well. And, um, and then what, what you do after that is you basically 
you go into praise where you're you're thanking you know thanking the Lord for everything He's done for for help preparing us for the you know to get prepared for the rapture as well as you know you you ask the Lord to please find you worthy to put your name in the Lamb's Book of Life and it's you know and you and you're also acknowledging that Jesus is the one true God which is something that um, we really have to do as believers it's, it's a very important thing. I remember Elvie saying that, you know, that, um, you know, that God gets really mad when people don't acknowledge his son as God. And one thing that happened to me when I was in my prayer time and I said, in Jesus, and I know you're God, and all of a sudden the Father starts, you know, just loving on me. It was awesome. And and he likes that. He really does. Amen, Elvie? Amen. Amen, the Father loves it when, when we understand that the, the whole Bible from Genesis to Revelation is about his son. And the reason I, I went to the Father in prayer to talk to the Father, I don't talk to the Father every day, but I can go to the Lord and, and ask him if, he, uh, if I could go to the Father and talk to the Father. And as I went to the Lord and asked the Lord, right away the Lord said yes. And I went to the Father in prayer. You know, someone said to me that, Jesus was not God. He was not God. And 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 um and I kind of went into the Bible, and the Bible says He is God. So I went in prayer right away to the Lord. And the Lord allowed me to go to the Father, talk to the Father in prayer. And the Father said, "Yes, my son." And I said, "Father, you know, down here on Earth, there's someone saying that your son Jesus is not God." And the Father was real mad. How dare they say that my son is not God? My son is God, he said. Hallelujah. And I'm telling you, he said, they will have to pay for this. They will have to pay for this. That was the word he said. Hallelujah. He was mad. Hallelujah. The father, when it has to do with his son or his Holy Spirit, he won nothing against them. No word. We don't have the right. We just don't have the right to say nothing against the son. Or against the Holy Spirit. Look how sensitive the question of the Holy Spirit is. That any blaspheme against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. So <laughs> he, the Father, is just the way he is. Hallelujah. And he has said things. He has given us to his Son and his Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And they are taking care of the bride. The Holy Spirit is working 24-7 with the church of the bride to keep a rapture ready. He's just so awesome. So, again, I tell the people what I do in my own personal prayer every day, every night, is that when I repent my sin to the Lord, I also repent my sin to the, to the Lord uh, for any sin against the Father, okay? I repent my sin to the, to the Father, to my sin and my disobedience, and I also I repent to the Lord for any sin or disobedience against the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And the Lord, they, he loved, God loves this. God loves this prayer. The Lord taught me how to pray this way. Because I asked the Lord, hallelujah, praise Jesus, hallelujah. And, and I repent to the Lord for any sin and disobedience against his Holy Spirit. And so the Lord accepts my, my repenting. And the Lord said, yes, I accept your repenting. Then I, I'll start repenting. Any sin, every sin, because we just, we just you know, sin grieves the Holy Spirit. So a lot of people say, why don't I feel the Holy Spirit the way I should or the way I used to? Hallelujah. And it's because we sin and we grieve him. He don't necessarily leave you, 
but he's just not there in your life like he used to be. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. So you have grief him with your sin. And, and Paul uh, warned the brethren not to grieve the Holy Spirit because of the day of redemption. So we're in the day of redemption now, where the rapture is about to happen any, any minute now. So this is the time that we don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit with sin. So it's very important we repent any sin to the Lord that may grieve the Holy Spirit. And you will see how your relationship with the Holy Spirit. I mean, I, I, I believe I have a good relationship with the Holy Spirit. It don't mean that I don't think or do things that is not pleasing to him. Praise the Lord. But I repent them, you see. I go into repenting as much as I need to do it. Praise the Lord. So I advise that you, do, you will do this to, to the Lord. And watch how it changed your life, your relationship with the Holy Spirit. Especially now that we're too soon to go home. Now, what I wanted to share, hallelujah, is what was revealed to me by the Lord in, in the millennium last night. The Lord took me to the millennium, and when I opened my eyes, when I was taken there, and I, and like, like the Bible says, in the blink of an eye. So I went to sleep, and uh, I, I, you would say I closed my eyes, opened my eyes in the millennium. And I looked around, and I was so happy to be there. I've been there so many, so many times, but I, and this place that I was taking was so familiar. Um, I've been to many places in the millennium. Hallelujah. And I already I could recognize this I could recognize place when I'm taken there. And again in the millennium when when you are taken into heaven or the millennium because of the presence of the Lord, uh wisdom is, is give is given to you to know where you are. You may not necessarily recognize a place because the earth is gonna be renewed again. So everything is gonna look different. You're not because there will be no sea between the land like between the United States and Europe, there will be no sea. You, you're going to have the United States and Europe together, Puerto Rico together, Mexico together. There's no sea in between in the millennium. It's just one round earth, one round place, hallelujah, and that's it. That's all you have. Because that's, that's the way it was when God made the earth in the beginning. There was only one land. You see that when God says in Genesis, let, let the dry land come up. There was only one dry land. There was no... No division. You have river, of course, because we need clean, clean water to drink, for sure. So yes, you have river. You see that we read about three rivers in the in the, in the Garden of Eve. That would say, Hallelujah. But the water is going to be beautiful with nice everything. Praise the Lord, Hallelujah. So when I was taken there last night, um, and, and, and let me tell you, last night was so beautiful because the the Bible was revealed to me in a special way. And I and I'm gonna tell you in a special way why. Well, I I reward. I think on we read Jesus. We read in the Bible Jesus talking about reward. But we don't understand that when Jesus is talking about reward, it's it's a system that God has established in heaven. Okay, and this is the way this system works with God. The system of God and reward is that everything you do for God, God rewards you. Okay, in the millennium to come, in the thousand years with Christ, everything you do for someone, you get rewarded. Jesus said, if you give a, a, a cup of water to a prophet, you will receive a reward of a prophet. You understand now? And we don't, under, we don't see it that it's a system of God, that this is the way God is, this is the way his, his kingdom works. 
angel can do something for someone, and they get a reward from God. Everything you do, you get a reward from God. If, if you do it for someone, of course. If you do it in obedience to God, of course. If, if you give someone a cup of water, you get a reward. Hallelujah. If you give someone a, a plate of food, you get a reward for that. Because you're helping that person who's hungry. You understand? How? So last night when I was taken there, praise the Lord. I'm going to say this, hallelujah. Um, in the millennium to come, I seen Kobe Bryant. And he's a Laker player. Now, we have talked about the NBA players. There's a lot of them that are demons. We know that. A lot of them are not. Okay? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And uh, the reason I saw him in that dream is because I believe he's going to go into the tribulation and he's going to be beheaded for the Lord. He's not going to get the mark of the beast. You may say, well, um, why he, why he's going to make it? Okay? And again, when I came back, we forget that... Um, God, hallelujah, opens um, uh, the door for everyone. The door of heaven is open for everyone. His mercy are open for everyone. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Okay? And um, anyone who repents, everyone who don't get the mark of the beast in the tribulation and die for Jesus will be saved. Hallelujah. And um, um, praise Jesus, hallelujah. So, um, I saw him there in the group of people. He was among the people who have, uh, who have been murdered for Jesus. And I saw him. I could recognize him from here now. And I said, wow, what, is, what is he doing here? You know, I, I mean, how did he make it? But again, we forget the mercy of God that anyone, Jesus said, that will come to him, he will not reject. So if Kobe quoted the Lord in repenting, in repenting of his sin and the tribulation, of course he will save him. And he died for Jesus. He will not get the mark of the beast. Of course Jesus would save him. Because that's, that's, that's what Jesus came to do. He came to save those that were lost. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. And that's the way it is. It's just that's the way it is. Hallelujah. And uh, um, the mystery of God is great. Hallelujah. But anyone could be saved who is not a demon. Again, demons are not going to be saved. Only humans. The opportunity is given to humans alone. Not demons. When you read Matthew, I believe it's 25, you read that hell was made for demons, Satan and his demons. They are going to hell. They're going to the lake of fire, and that's it. They're not going to go to heaven. They're not going to go to the millennium. Only humans. So all those that are demons on the NBA, they're not going to the millennium. They're not going to heaven. So we got to be clear about that in the Bible. Through the Bible, hell was made for Satan and his demons. And I say this because we have people uh, uh, write to us and say, well, uh, what about this person who is a demon, but it's, it's talking about the Bible? Hallelujah. And what about this person who is a demon and talking about the Bible? What do you think about that question, John, that email? Oh, yeah. Um, well, you know, I, I always go back to what the Word of God says. And like you said, you know, the lake of fire is made for the devil and his and his minions, mm. and it's his his uh, his demons and his angels, the fallen angels, mm. and and yeah, and so people they're they're going to get the choice, and um, and you know they're either going to love the light or they're going to love the darkness, mm. and we're we're of the light, and 
we gravitate towards that. You know, the, the people that are demonic are going to gravitate towards darkness, and that's what they're going to like. Mm-hmm. And, and, and yeah, you're, you're totally right about that. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's really interesting that you saw Kobe Bryant. Yeah, yeah, you know? and I, I could recognize I mean, him, John. I could really recognize him. Okay, yeah. and and it's 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 so funny also. I don't know if I share this, but when the Lord uh, gave me the orchid in California, um, um, one of the person that I also saw survive the orchid was Derek Fisher, who is also an NBA uh, was a Laker player too. And uh, and I and I and and when the Lord took me in the spirit, uh, Kobe Bryant and Derek Fisher were the people that I saw that that did not got destroyed in the earthquake. Somehow they made it. Okay, and I, I don't know what what they have to do with anything anyway. Praise the Lord. But when when the vision when I was taken there and saw the destruction of California, so what happened after the tsunami came? The earthquake had already happened. And, and the tsunami had already happened, and I saw these two players specifically uh, that after the NBA was destroyed, the building of the NBA in California was destroyed, my brother John, and there was no well, NBA. Well, okay. right now, Col- Kobe Bryant's in London playing in the Olympics. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, maybe, mm. maybe we're coming to that time frame. But, yeah, mm. it's... Uh, I don't know if Derek Fisher is over there. He might be. Who knows? But uh, yeah, that's really. And I, really I, I thought I was interested, John. But see, the, mm-hmm. the Lord, the Lord is so is so good. Uh, he 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 revealed these things to us, so we know the God mercy is for everyone who repents. Right. It don't right. matter who it is, and don't matter how much money they have. If they right. repent, He will forgive their sins. That's all. It's, that that's what's all about. Okay, oh, yeah. they don't necessarily need to go home and rapture. Okay, mm-hmm. and and let me tell you something. Um, 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 people who stay in the tribulation and die for Jesus, they may not go straight into heaven. They may not. Okay, but they can go into the millennium after the millennium starts. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it, whatever God does with them, that's God's business. But it tells you right there that God mm-hmm. mercy is for everyone. Who come to his son and repent. Okay, so last night, what the Lord revealed to me last night was that um, the whole system of the millennium that Jesus is going to establish is a kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ, a reward. Uh, like someone can have a restaurant and open up a restaurant with, the, with whatever credit they have, okay, and go into the millennium and go ahead and open up a restaurant and serve food for the people. Now, when the people go eat food there, they don't have to pay. Because it's worked this way. You serve the food. You work for the people. Okay? And the Lord rewards you for that. You get a reward from the Lord. And like, and like Jesus said, it's 100%. You get a, a, whatever you do get for God now, you get 100% in this, in this time, in this century, and in the, in the life to come. Hallelujah. So the life to come is also the millennium. So in the life to come, if if you get someone a, a, a food to play, that maybe that person will have to pay eight dollars, twelve dollars, twenty dollars, okay, whatever, whatever that. Because I saw this in a restaurant in the Millennium, when someone gave someone a, a play, some orange juice or whatever, I saw the 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 the, the person serving the food, the, the restaurant owner writing down how much that will cost, okay, and so like to claim it back from the Lord. 
Okay, and the Lord will repay that person for whatever he served that other person. But he did not want that person, like Jesus said, if if you all if your own can give you a reward, so what your reward will be? It will be no reward. If the person will pay a dollar there for the full grade, then that other person don't get a reward. So the the restaurant owner wants to get paid from the Lord. And what it was shown to me was that they get the reward right away the same day. And I was marveled by that. I was like, wow. Because wow. I, I was able to take a train, a train in the millennium this morning, and I went into the train, and I and you know how you if you take a train anywhere now, you have to pay for sure. So I noticed that as I took the train, the train gave money to me back. I didn't have to pay nothing to the train. It gave me, I think it was 312 or whatever money it is. Okay? And to me, I have dollars in my mind. That, that's what we know over here. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. So um, um, so the train paid me back. Okay? And the reason they have this, that system of reward is because whatever they do for, for someone of God, what, Jesus said, whatever you do to one of my little ones, you will be rewarded. I'm going to go into the Bible before I go on. So in case I'm not being clear, praise Jesus, hallelujah. Because the Bible talks a lot better. Now, Matthew, Matthew 5, 12. Blessed are, you when you, uh, blessed are you when people insult you. Because you, you, you uh, falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of, because of me. Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven. Listen to this. Even when someone insults you because of the Lord, you get a reward for that. Jesus said, that's the kingdom, the, the system that, that God established. Everything, everything, everything you do for God, you are going to get a reward for that. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Uh, now, the parable of Matthew 13, the soul word, the parable of the soul word, hallelujah. And that same day, Jesus went out of the house and said, by the way, search like crowd guarded around him, that he go into the boat and sat on it, while all the people stood ashore, then he told them many things in parable, saying, A former went out to sow his seed, and he scattered the seed, fell along the path, and the birds came after it. Some fell in the rocky place, and did not have much soil, and grasped up quickly, uh, because of the uh, soil was uh, was swallowed. Now, I want to make this clear. In, in the millennium to come, each one of us are looking to do something for someone, okay, uh, to get a reward from God. And it's not because um, we just want the reward. It's because that's the way God is going to establish his kingdom. That's the way God wants it. Why do you think Jesus said, go out there and preach my gospel? You're serving them. You're going to get a reward for that. Whatever word you preach now to someone, even though if they say, oh, you're crazy, get out of here with that. You're getting a reward for that. Because they're not rejecting you. They're rejecting God. You're going to get a reward for that in heaven. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Anything. Even if someone spat on you for preaching the word. If someone laughs at you for preaching the word. You're still going to get a reward. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So, verse 10. The disciple came to him and asked him, Why do you speak in parable? He replied, Because... The knowledge of the secret of kingdom of heaven has been given to you, but not to them. Whosoever will, I will give more, they will have abundance. Whoever they have, even what they have will be taken away. 
Listen to this. Look at the, 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 the key of the power of the sword. Whoever gives will have more. So in the system of reward of God, whatever you have, whatever uh, uh, whatever you have in God, hallelujah, whatever you, you have done now for God, and you get a reward in heaven, okay, you go and you invest it in the kingdom of God, you give again to, to God's people, to whatever need, whatever need people need. They need transportation. You go and you have a company of bosses, okay? How many people take those bosses to, do, to go and serve God or whatever? You are going to get a reward for that. You open up a restaurant. You serve people food, okay? You're going to get a reward for that from the Lord right away. You don't have to wait because Jesus will be in Jerusalem in the millennium. Praise God. And he will want to do this, hallelujah, because that's the system he's going to establish. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. Imagine that. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. I like that economy, that way of economics. <laughs> it's just the opposite of here where it's like, you know, people are just trying to hoard as much as they can, and they scrape and they fight. And, and there it's a, it's a system of servitude. It's a system of giving. And you get rewarded for it. Mm-hmm. Wow. That is so cool. When I saw in action this last night, John, I was marvelous. I was like, wow. This system is so... And then I understood everything Jesus said in all these parables and all these words about, about getting a reward. I was like, that's the way God works. That's his system. It's in the Word. We read it, but we don't understand it. Jesus spoke about this, about this so much. I went through the whole New Testament, and I found so many Bible verses about this reward that Jesus was speaking about that I was like, it's there. It's in the Word. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. I was really like, wow. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. Now, let me go on, because I took a lot of uh, parables, but they're too long. Praise Jesus. So let me see if I can go, uh, praise Jesus, hallelujah, and make them uh, go straight to the point better, because of time. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. But we're going to get a reward for whatever we do for God, people, for God's service. Again, when we do our service, a service, we're doing it for God, okay? It don't matter to whom we do it in the millennium. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. We are going to get every word. That's what Jesus said throughout the Bible. That's what's going to happen. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Now, this is uh, Matthew 540 says, You have heard that this was said, Love your neighbor and hate, and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemy and pray for those that persecute you. So that you may be children of your Father in heaven, he causes his son right to rise over evil and good, and send his way over righteousness and righteousness. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Listen to this, John. What reward will you get? You, Not much. You, <laughs> you have to uh, love your enemy. You have to even pray that you want to love them. And I do that. Because as the Lord helps you to love someone that is hard to, to love, you're going to get a reward for that. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. What? He is so incredible. Matthew 6, 1. Uh, be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen. If you do, you will not. You will have no reward from your Father in heaven. <laughs> Don't do anything to be seen. 
If you can do it in secret, do it in secret. And when you do something for someone, you're going to get a reward from God in heaven. That's his kingdom. That's his system. Everything you do, you're going to get a reward from God. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And then he says, so when you give to the needy, do not announce it uh, with a trumpet or the, uh, as the hypocrite in the synagogue or on the street to be honored by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. Hallelujah. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand knows what your right hand is doing so that your, give, your giving may, may be in secret. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. You see the system of God? It's a system of reward. Whatever you do for others, that's what I saw. When I took the train, I was rewarded. Okay? Because someone served me. As I served someone else, I got rewarded. That's how the system will be in the millennium when we go in there. When we come down after the seven years from heaven, we're going to answer. We're, 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 first of all, we're going to see that in heaven when we go in the rapture. Whatever people do for others, they get a reward in heaven. And you do for others. They get a reward from God. When we come down in the millennium for a thousand years, everything we do for other people, even a cup of water, you get a reward. Hallelujah. If you have a business uh, uh, to be a help to other people, every time you have a customer, you're going to get a reward. And li- listen to this. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I, 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 talked to the, I remember talking to the lawyer about my credits and all that. Hallelujah. And my brother Larry, a month ago, uh, we talked to the Lord about, about um, the credit we're going to have. And the Lord says to us that we're going to have a lot of credit. So uh, what, I wanted, what, I wanted to, what I want to have in the millennium is like a company to help the poor, to help the poor. With my credit, I want to help the poor. I want to invest my money to helping the poor. So as my company is just given to the poor, I'm going to get a reward from God. As you take your, 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 your credit in heaven, you come down to the millennium, if you take all the money you have, and you can have millions, because remember what Jesus said, everything we give now, it gets multiplied a hundred times for, he says to Peter. So if, if you give um, a week a hundred dollars to the poor, Okay, multiply that by 100. That's how much credit you get in heaven. So when you go to heaven, praise Jesus, hallelujah, when you go to heaven in the millennium, if you've been given to the poor, I don't know how long, you're going to have millions in heaven. Millions. So when you come down, you can take your millions, you can open a company to help others, a company to help the poor, a, 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 a line of restaurants. Okay, just to serve the people who are hungry. Every time you do that, you get a reward from God. What, what do you think the Lord says? I am the owner of gold and silver in the word. Okay, God is going to open all his treasure to you because you are serving his people. You are serving the, the poor or, or, or the brothers and sisters. And let me tell you, they don't necessarily need to be poor. The people that you are serving, they don't need to be poor. For you to serve him. It's because you are doing this to one of his little ones. And because God is starting to assist them a reward, every time you do it to someone, you get a reward. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. It was such a great system 
the Lord is going to establish, okay, on earth very soon. And I said in seven years, of course, because why if the, the righteous is any day, we go home, there's only seven years after that. Tribulation, we read in, in um, praise Jesus, I believe it's uh, Daniel 12, 13. That, that's it. It's a seven-year tribulation. That's it. Nothing more than the hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, that's great, my sister Nicole. Hallelujah. The Lord told you the bride being lifted up uh, last night. Oh, that must have been a wonderful experience. Hopefully hopefully you share that in your next program, uh, sister. Maybe you can come on later on and share that with us. Maybe in the last 10 minutes at the program. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. So, again, um, I, I'm going to re- remind you again. We are going to be millionaires, the one that I give to the poor, okay? We're going, we're going to go to heaven, and, and you can ask how much credit you have. They might tell you have millions, or maybe you have hundreds of thousands of credit up in heaven because given to the poor, okay? You, you can make a decision what to do with your money. You can invest it in God when you come down to the millennium. All that information, you're going to get it up there from the Lord and the angel. They're going to tell you, look. Um, he, here's your, your money in heaven. Here's how much you have in heaven, your credits. Um, you take those credits and down down to the millennium, and you can up, open up a business. You, you, you can do anything you want for God's glory to be invested in God. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. And you're going, and, and every time you do that, it's being multiplied anyway. So if you got, let's say you got 10 million when you go into the millennium, because you invest the 10 million. Multiply that by a hundred. You can have a billion dollars when you when the millennial ends. If you stay faithful, you go back to heaven. You have a billion dollars. You can be a billionaire. That's a dream right now. And God, that comes true. Hallelujah. If we are if we are faithful to serve others, because when you give to the poor, you are serving them. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. So whoever you give that you are serving, Hallelujah. You get that back. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. I'm going to go into the Word. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Want to say anything, John? Oh, yeah. I, You know, I, I kind of look back with a lot of regret how much, because there was a period where I made a lot of money and I just wasted it because I didn't give like I should. And now that I'm doing it correctly again, it's, uh, you know, you just got to do what you can. And if you can't, you know, if, you, if you're limited with money, give your time. Um, give food, you know. There's all kinds of things we can do, and that's what's so that's what's so cool about it. You know, think about it. all these people that maybe become believers in the in the tribulation period. They probably get to the valley with nothing in their account, and they come yeah. back to the millennium. And look yeah. what he does. He gives them a chance to yeah. build up just yeah. awesome yeah. accounts. I mean, that, that's John, I seen that. I seen that last night, John. All the that people is. in the town. In the town that I was, John, last time, uh-huh. um, in that town, everyone that I seen, which Kobe Bryant was there, were the people that came out of the tribulation, John. Wow. That entered the millennium. Go ahead. That, that is so, I, mean, I was just thinking about that. I mean, isn't God so good? <laughs> he is so good. Yeah. You know? And, and, yeah. and I, I'm sure you think about the person that did the deathbed confession, and they get the same chance. All these people get the same chance. And think about it. You're in the millennial kingdom. 
You don't have Satan and his cohorts harassing you. You've got Jesus in the on the planet directing everything. Mm-hmm. You know, now I still can't fathom the fact people are going to rebel after a thousand years, but mm-hmm. you know, you you look at what we have. It's I mean, it's going to be so awesome. It's going to be so yeah. awesome. I can't wait. Look at the yes. Look at the other thing, John. You you can have someone like Kobe Bryant who is a millionaire because he's a back, basketball player. Okay, him he probably haven't given much to the poor with, with all the money he had. Someone else now who's not a millionaire but been giving what, what uh, their tithes, maybe they're offering to the poor now. That person who probably only uh, live paycheck by paycheck can become a millionaire. The millennial John yeah. entering the yeah. the millennium. Because of all the credit he has in heaven, he enters as a millionaire, John. What a fair system that is. I, I think it would be really rich, fun. Yeah? Yeah, well, I know. The rich, I yeah. the rich are enjoying their money now. We are struggling, okay? Praise God. But we go because of what we're doing in obedience to the Lord. We go into heaven. We got credit. We come down. We're millionaires, John. How wow. fair that is. Yeah, well, I, you know, uh, well, I was just thinking when you're when you're saying all this stuff, you know, kind of jumping in Kobe's mind for just a minute, you know, everything he had here, you know, in this frame, you know, he's he's made just tens of millions of dollars. I don't know how much, but probably hundreds of millions. You know, the guy's made a fortune, and and when you compare it to what he has here, all the riches in this world. You know, maybe he gets in the millennium with nothing. He's, I mean, just imagine how much richer he probably feels in the millennial kingdom, and 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 how mm-hmm. gracious God is to give everyone a chance, you know, and um, you know to to do something. It's just, I mean, to me, it's it's mm-hmm. it, 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 it's just like I can put it in words. <laughs> it's really Amen. amazing. And what I what what was revealed to me, John, and I've seen this already. Um, um, someone saying uh, uh, God cannot have nothing to do with money, of course, because we we are serving God with our heart because we love God. Okay, but there's a reward that Jesus spoke about. What do you think the reward is? Look when you read about the the the, the three or four talent that the Lord gave. He gave to one five. He gave to another three. He gave to the other one. What did he says to the last one? That that God afraid did nothing. He said you should have put it in the bank. At least you could have got an interest. What do you think he's talking about? That's God's kingdom right there. That's right. Jesus speaking. That is all. Yeah. If we are fearful and do nothing with what God has given to us, what do we get? Nothing. Okay? But I saw a currency. There's a, it, not, it, may, it, it will not be called dollars for sure. Okay? Or euro, or euro, nothing like that. But it's a currency in the millennium. Right? And I've seen it. And I saw it last night. This morning, too. Okay? Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. But the currency, okay, has to do, hallelujah, praise Jesus. Oh, this this person now is coming against me now. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. The enemy always sends someone to come, hallelujah, against us, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. They, if they wanted to know, they, they can talk to God. They don't need to, to praise the Lord, hallelujah, if it's from God. But they, they speak out of their own heart. Or the enemy using them, hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. It's just so sad when they do the hallelujah. Because if, if they want to know it's from God, all they got to do is go in prayer like many other people have, and the Lord will confirm it to them right there. 
Praise Jesus, hallelujah. But it's so sad, it's so sad, hallelujah. Like Jesus said to his disciples, when uh, there were uh, when were there other people talking uh, talking about Jesus, and, and, and the disciples wanted to stop him, and Jesus said, if they're not for me, they're against me. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. So we got these people up there like this. But we got to understand the enemy is also using them, hallelujah. Praise God. So again, I'm going back into the Word. The Word is always uh, Matthew 10, 41. Whosoever work on my prophet, I say prophet, will receive a prophet reward. And whosoever work on a righteous person, I say righteous person, will receive a righteous person reward. Who said these words? Jesus did. Rabbi Jesus. Not Elvie, but the Lord said that. And all all this is coming out of the Word of God. Matthew 10, 42. And if, if anyone gives a cup of cold water to one of these, of these little ones who, who, who is my disciple, truly I tell you that that person will, will certainly not lose their reward. Okay, praise Jesus, hallelujah. So again, there it goes. God has given us a reward. The Lord told us about this reward. Hallelujah. He is the one who made it clear about this. Mark 941, truly I tell you, if anyone who gives you a cup of water in, in my name, because we, if you belong to the Messiah, we're certainly not lose that reward. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, um, praise Jesus. Um, uh, the parable of the rich man. Hallelujah. And again, this rich man came to the Lord. Hallelujah. And um, he, he, everything was great with him. He was keeping all the law, he says to Jesus. But Jesus told him, hallelujah, okay, go and sell everything you have and give it to the poor, okay? Now, if, if he would have done this, imagine all the, all the millions he has. Imagine the reward he would have gotten from God. And guess what? Your reward, your credit in heaven, hallelujah, are forever. You gain that. It's yours. It is kept in heaven, Jesus said. It cannot be stolen. Verse 29, truly I tell you, Jesus replied, no one who had left home or brother, this is Matthew, let me see, 6, uh, pray Jesus, hallelujah, 6, um, go back, 10, Mark 10, 29, truly I tell you, Jesus replied, no one who had left home or brother or sister or mother or father or children or feel for me or the gospel will fail to receive a hundred times as much at the present age. Homes, brother, sister, mother, children of field. Homes, everything. I'm going to post it in the chat room. Some people like to question, so it's better to be clear by going to the Word of God. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Okay? It's always better to, to make it so clear to go to the Word of God. So when these liars and demons come, um, they can be, the, the light can be shown by the light of the word. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Praise God. Because they can say things, but they have no evidence in the word. Totally no evidence. They can take the word and twist it, but not teach the truth. That's the great thing about the word of God. It's the light of everything. And we can see it through it. Hallelujah. So they will not fail to receive 100 times as much more. So whatever you give is 100 times times that what you give to God. That's what God is promising us, brothers and sisters. And then send the word clearly. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. And hallelujah. 
Go ahead, John. You have something to say? Yeah, well, I, I totally agree. Um, you know, I, I guess when you when you really look at what the word says, it's um, you know he's talking about the millennial kingdom and the kingdom to come. That there is a there is a reward system. It's clear in the Bible, and that's and that's the one thing that I that I that I really like that you do, LV, is you know is you, you back everything up with the Word of God. I mean, because that is that's our that's our final say and our final source for everything. It's, it's it's always in the Bible. I mean, and 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 yeah. I mean, you you can see how how he'll reward you. You know, and all of a sudden, you know, I've I've managed to survive for four months when I probably shouldn't have, and um, you know because of stuff going on. But I've been given my money and and giving you know like we're supposed to, and I'm starting to see stuff happen, and. You know, and also giving my time to the Lord's Hour and doing what I can, you know, even outside of the Lord's Hour when I talk to people and whatnot. And and God does reward mm-hmm. you for that. And, uh, you know, He'll reward you all kinds of ways, too. You know, sometimes you might get a really cool dream, like that dream Nicole got. Um, I, I can't wait mm-hmm. to hear about that. That's awesome about the rapture, because I know that's something we're all looking forward to. And, um, Amen. Yeah, but, but, yeah, but you can't get around, you know, what the Word says. You know, a monetary... You know that you know God does. God's you know the earth. A lot of times, it's a type and shadow of what's to come. You know there is an economic system mm. here, but it's run by Satan. It's all screwed up. You know it's not the way God really intended it to run. And now He's going to implement true. the correct system, and we're going to see how to how to run an, an economy the proper way, how to run an industrial the proper way, how to run your you know your businesses properly, and what brings you true joy is. You know, it's joyful to give, and and it's you know, and, and people are. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of smiles in the millennial kingdom. Mm-hmm. Amen. Look what the apostle Paul says in First Corinthians uh, three five. What after all, if Apollo it was Paul only servant of whom you come to believe, as the Lord has assigned each his task. Okay, I planted the sea, Apollo water it, but God has been making it grow. So neither the one who plants or the one who water is anything, okay? We are serving God. We are serving you. We are serving God, okay? But it had nothing to do with us. But it's all about Jesus. But only God who makes things grow, the one who plants and the one who water has one purpose. They will each be rewarded according to their own labor. I'm going to post this in the chat room. Just in case anyone has any questions, it's coming from the Word of God, not from Alvi. Hallelujah. It was revealed to me, but it's coming out of the Word of God. The one who plants and the one who water has one purpose, and they will each, says Paul. This was a teaching from the Apostle Paul, which it came from God himself. Each will be rewarded according to their own labor. It's all over the New Testament. It's all over the Old Testament. I'm going to show you in the Old Testament to show you that this is nothing new. Okay? Praise Jesus that it comes also from the Old Testament so no one can get confused. Hallelujah. And then to finish that says, for we are co-working in God's service, you are God's field, God's building. What did God show me in a, in, a, in a revelation the other day? That everyone here in the chat room and the, that listen to the Lord's Hour, 
my brothers and sisters who truly serve God, we were all building a school here, okay? And this school that we are building for the glory of God, praise Jesus, is where we all are learning from the Lord from one another. Each one of us are part of this building of Christ, and each one of us God has given us, okay, to share with one another, and we're all, we're all building ourselves in the body of Christ together. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. This is not about Alvi or anyone. This is about Christ and us, hallelujah, Rabbi Jesus, growing us together as one body. All glory to him be, amen, not to anyone, not to me, not to everyone. 1 Corinthians 3.14, if what has been built service, the building will receive a reward. Even in this building of the body of Christ, us building out each other together, look to what Paul said. If what has been built service, the building will receive a reward. Us together, building ourselves together as a building, as a house of God, we will receive a reward just for that. Everything we do for God, we're going to get a reward. This is what I seen last night in the kingdom of the Lord. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. So it is so great. It is just so great. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, look what Paul says. Hallelujah. First uh, Corinthians nine seventeen. If I preach voluntarily, I have a reward. If I'm not voluntarily, I'm simply discharging the truth committed to me. And Paul says in the chat room too. That even uh, Paul says by preaching the word of God. Preaching the word of God, you are going to get a reward for that too. Read it right there, hallelujah, First Corinthians 9, 7. Just by preaching the word, don't matter whether they believe it or not, you are doing a service for God, and you are going to be repaid by God. You're going to get a reward by, from God. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. He is so good. He is so wonderful. First Corinthians 9, 18. What? What then is my reward just this, that I'm preaching the gospel, I may offer offer a free of charge, and so not to make full use of my right as a preacher of the gospel. Again, when we preach the gospel, it is freed. Freed. We don't, hallelujah, intend to get paid by it, but because the Lord is so good, he rewards us. That's what he does. Hallelujah. Ephesians 6, 8, because you know the Lord will reward each one for whatever good they do, whether they are slaves or freed. Now listen to this. Whatever service you do, it don't matter what it is for others. Okay? Hallelujah. Because you're doing this service for God, you are going to be rewarded by the Lord for whatever you did. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. And that's the system established in the new millennium. Hallelujah. We're going to get a reward for everything we do. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Colossians 3.24 says, You know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ your servant. I want to put this one out in the chat room too. Just in, in case anyone has any questions. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. From the word of God. Since you know you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward, it is the Lord Christ you are serving. The inheritance 
cannot be taken from you. It is yours. You own it. God is giving it to you. It's an inheritance. Look up the word inheritance on Google. Search it out and see what an inheritance is. Okay? It's what it's what we apparently see, an inheritance. Praise Jesus. That is yours. Because they were your parents. They left an inheritance for you to have. Every penny is yours for you to keep. That's what God is giving you as a reward and inheritance. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And no one will take your reward. Okay? Don't let no one take it away because it's yours. Hallelujah. It's been given to you by God. Hebrews 10.35. So do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. Listen to this, John. My brother John. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you are here, my brother John, with a confidence for Christ, right? You're sharing whatever yeah. the Lord's giving you from your heart. Listen to what, what, what the Lord says. So do not throw away your confidence, John. It will be richly rewarded. <laughs> Just your confidence alone, John. Yeah. Well, how, do you, how do you like that one? I like that, you know, and, and you know, this. You know, he he obviously rewards. Um, you know, you know, like like I always said, the angels and and us for for doing what we did. But then there's this other scripture when I was looking at all the reward scriptures that you know it says Alexander the coppersmith did me much evil. The Lord reward him according to his works. He rewards the transgressors too. You know, there's rewards for everything you do, and yeah. obviously we're going to be rewarded for for the things you know in, in line with uh, his. Uh, you know his, you know everything that the Lord wants us to obey and be obedient with, and um, and yeah, I mean this is, I mean I didn't, I don't even remember that cast away, therefore your or cast not away your confidence, which hath a great you know recompense or reward. That's just that's awesome. <laughs> that's absolutely awesome. The word of God is so awesome, John. It is so awesome. It's all there. If we look it up, we research and stuff, we can learn so much from God. We take the time, the time, everything is worth. He is so good. And when I saw this last night, I was blown away. Hallelujah. How the system that the Lord is going to establish on the earth for a thousand years, everything you do for others, you're going to get rewarded. Okay? And I, I got rewarded right away, Lumberland, and I seen this, and I was impressed. I'm like, wow. Because I wasn't waiting for that. But that's the system the Lord is going to establish. Okay? And let's say Kobe Bryant goes into into the millennium broke, although he was a millionaire now, he he probably won't be a millionaire because he never helped the poor. But you know what? He can start all over in the millennium. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. And he, he can earn his reward again. You know, he can earn that reward, and then he can learn to give to others, help others, okay? And you earn a reward in God. That is, God is so awesome. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, um, uh, Hebrews 11:26. He's the regarded the grace for the sake of Christ of greater value than treasure of Egypt, because he was looking ahead for his reward. We gotta look for a reward, says the Bible. Second uh, John, one. Watch out that you do not lose uh, what we have worked for, but you may be rewarded fully. Again, look, this is a warning for us. Says the Apostle John, 
the loving and caring Apostle John, who were very close to the Lord, he said, watch out that you do not lose what we have, lose what we have worked for. You may be rewarded fully. Anyone who runs ahead and do not continue in the teaching of Christ does not have God. Whosoever continue in the teaching that have both the Father and the Son, if anyone comes to you and does not bring this teaching, do not take them into your house or welcome them. Anyone who welcomes them snare in the wicked work. Pray Jesus Father again. We cannot have people come here to try to change the gospel of Christ, especially in the chat room, because that will bring confusion to the people. So this is why I kicked out that brother who, was, who just came against us, because we're reading the word of God. And if he comes against the word, it's just, it's just not of God. And we've got to be very careful with that. Revelation 11.18. The nation were angry as your wrath has come. The time has come for judging the dead. And for rewarding your servants, the prophet, and your people who, re- who reverence your name, both great and small, for the destroying, for destroying those who destroy the earth. So if we keep the earth too, we will be rewarded for that jar. Okay? Praise Hallelujah. But the people who have made nuclear weapons and all kinds of evil things to destroy the birds, to destroy the fish, to destroy the earth, Hallelujah. Day, hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And um, will be destroyed. The Bible says there clearly. Hallelujah. Yeah, but they, 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 okay. just, you know, thinking about this, it's, it, what really surprises me how people don't really have a fear of the Lord. Here you've got these individuals who think nothing about destroying the entire earth. Mm, and, right. you, you know, and, and they're going to get the reward for doing that. You know, you're yes. going to fall into the hands of an angry God, which is yes. very, very, yes. very scary, you know. I and, know. It's scary. It's scary, though. Yeah, and, but there's just there's such a lack of fear, of fear of the Lord. There's no reverence for him and respect for him. It's like you, you don't mm. realize who you're messing with. <laughs> you're not going to, it's not going to come out well for you. Amen. Now, look Amen. Look what Jesus said. Look what Jesus said, Revelation 20 to 12. Okay? He says, look. Everyone look. Everyone looking now? Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. He says, look, I am coming soon. My reward is with me. This is Jesus speaking. And I will give to each person according to what they have done. What have you done for Christ? Is the question tonight. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. What have we done for Christ? He says, look, I am coming soon. My reward is with me, says Jesus, and I will give to each person according to what they have done. It is so important to God that we do for others. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. It is so, so, so important. Hallelujah. Now, Old Testament, just in case we got a few people up there questioning this, this teaching, and they say, oh, I don't know if that's biblical, uh, because sometimes if you don't mention it in the Old Testament, they question it. But just to remove all doubt, so all unbelievers will leave in the name of the Lord and doubt. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Here it is, Genesis 15, 1. After this, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision. 
Do not be afraid, Abraham. I am your shield, your very great reward. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. God himself is our reward. God said this to Abraham. And he now go in Jesus' name. Oh, I'm believe go in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So we can receive the word of God. He is so good. Ruth 2 12. May the Lord repay you for what you have done. May you be richly rewarded by the Lord, the God of Israel, and of those when you have come to take refuge. Word of God, hallelujah. For Samuel 26, 23, the Lord rewards everyone for their righteousness and faithfulness. The Lord delivers you into my hand today, but I will not lay hand on the Lord anointed. Who rewards? Says Samuel, the Lord. Second Samuel 20, 22, 21, the Lord hath dealt with me according to my righteousness, says David, according to the cleanness of my hand. He has rewarded me. You can receive reward now, says Jesus. Okay? Now, when you give to the poor, you will receive now from the Lord. And you will also receive in heaven, Jesus said, the life to come, he says to Peter. So you will receive 100% time now from Jesus. And you also will receive 100% time in the life to come. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. He is such a good God. The God that... Hallelujah. Second Chronicles 15, 7. But as for you, be strong and do not give up. For your work will be rewarded, says the prophet. Joel 34, 33. Should God then reward you on your turn when you refuse to repent? Listen to this. Repenting is so important. And it's also here, Job puts it together with the reward of God. Job 34, 33, take your time and read it. Should God then reward you on your turn? When you refuse to repent, you might define, not I, I, so tell me what you know. Psalm 1911. But then your servant is warned and keeping them. Hallelujah is a great reward. When you keep the word of God, when you fear him, there's a reward for that too. Okay? Just by keeping, you keep one of the one of the word of God, one of the commandments, you get rewarded for that. It's not in vain, hallelujah. That you're doing so, hallelujah. Uh, Psalm thirty seven six, he will he will make your righteousness reward shine like the dawn. Your vacation like the noonday sun. Hallelujah. Excuse me, your God is so good. Hallelujah. He will not, not one little thing, hallelujah, that you do for God. Hallelujah. Will escape him. He knows everything. He sees everything. He is there when you do it. And you are doing it for him. And he is going to repay you. He is going to reward you. Because he loves you. He knows that you lacking, you will not be happy. But you having abundance, yes, you will be happy. So he wants to give to you so you can thank him later on and say, Father, thank you. Because I have nothing. I didn't have much. And you rewarded me, Father. Thank you. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. What did the Bible say that, that God rewarded his son for? Every single suffering Jesus went through. His pain and suffering to the cross. 
hallelujah, all the insult and slap in the face, thrown in jail, being bitten, being uh, falsely accused, all the single thing Jesus went through. What did the Father did? He assaulted the hand. He rewarded him like no one before had rewarded from God. No one had ever been rewarded like the Lord Jesus Christ. For every single thing he went through, the Father rewarded him up in heaven. Gave him such, such a glory. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The only begotten Son. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So much. Hallelujah. What about his people, his son and daughter? Of course, he will do this to them too. Hallelujah. Because we have such a, a, a lawyer before the Father, hallelujah, who wants us to have all the, all the things we are going to need, especially in the millennium, hallelujah. In the millennium, we're going to be tested, so we need, we, need, we need a home. We need a home where all the stuff we need a home, with a fridge and everything, hallelujah. And we're going to need a car if we cannot move in the, in the in a, oh, this is another thing I wanted to talk about. The people that are coming down the valley from the millennium, they will not be able to move in, in the speed of a thought, okay? But the bride of Christ who go home in the rapture, what a privilege she's going to get from the Lord, Brother John. She oh, is coming like a glorious bride. She will be able to move in the speed of thought, John, in the millennium. Okay? Awesome. And, you know, and again, this is why my brothers and sisters, Hallelujah. It is, it, you you got to endure. You need to endure. I, I don't know what you're going through. We all being tested at the same time. Okay? But you need to endure. Okay? To the end. Endure, endure, endure. Okay? Because when you go home in the rapture, okay, you are going to have such a privilege from God, such a reward. To be able to move in the speed of heart from one country to another, you don't need to take a car. You don't need to have a car. You don't need to take a bike. Okay? You don't need to take buses like other people. Okay? Namala for you, the bride of Christ. You are moving, hallelujah, in the speed of heart. I want to be in New York now. Well, it's not, we'll be in New York anyway. But you know, anywhere you want to move. You know, I was just when you were telling the story, my um, my sister-in-law, you know, she's a I mean, she's really cool, but she had a a dream of she was in heaven and she just remembered she was thinking of somebody and they were there, and then thinking of somebody else and they were there, and she wanted to go somewhere and boom, she was there. So it's, it's yeah. you're right. She she had the exact same experience, and um, yeah, and it's just it was it's the speed yeah. of thought. It's faster than the speed of light. Yes. And the Lord told it to me, John. Oh, it's so cool. This is only for the bride. For the bride. Yeah, there will be other redeeming angels that will do that, that will come down too. But I want to make this clear, because this was shown to me. This privilege of being able to move like that will only be given to the bride who goes on the rapture. The people from the valley... The people from the tribulation that comes out, they don't have this privilege, okay? They don't have it. They're not going to get it, okay, in the millennium. Praise the Lord. Unless, I don't know, later the Lord will give it to them, but they're not coming into the millennium with this, with these abilities from God, okay? This is a privilege for the bride of Christ who endure, who 
who stay there despite all these lies and deceive of the enemy, all the persecution, every, in spite of all, she stood there waiting for the rapture. She stood there waiting for the Lord, believing the rapture, believing the Lord, go, going through so much accusation and suffering from demons and humans and all that. Okay? That bride is the one getting this ability from God. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. And, and this, this just to be a joyful thing for us. I'm telling you. This because you're going to see millions of people who don't have this. Only a few who, who go home in the rapture will have this. The rest of the people will only look at you disappearing from in front of them. Because I did this in the millennium. I, I move away in a blink of an eye from, from a family that I was talking to. Okay? Praise Jesus. Because it's only to those that go home in the rapture. Hallelujah. Not to the rest of the people. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You will be able to move from Jerusalem to North America in the blink of an eye. All you got to do is think, I'm going there. Boom, you're there. The rest of the people, they're going to have to take planes. They're going to have to take buses. Okay? They're going to have to go through all the hassle. Hallelujah. Nada, we're flying. We're moving. Be in the air. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, this, this, you know, you, as a bride, you just don't understand the privilege, hallelujah, that the Lord has given us. You, you just not a, you're not understanding that this is a privilege from Christ, from the Lord to us. Okay? But we must endure. We're, we're at the end of the road now. Okay? We're going home. Endure. Stay firm. Don't deny the Lord. Don't, don't let unbeliever and doubt come into your heart and mind. Repent them. Don't let pride come. Pride could come. Could sneak in there. Okay? Repent pride. Hallelujah. Stay firm in the Lord. Keep reading the word of God. Keep believing God. Keep trusting the Lord. He is with you. He is for you. He will not abandon you. It might feel sometimes that he does. But he does then. It is part of your testing. It is part of my testing that these things have to go through. We have to go through them. Hallelujah. God wants this. God wants his children to be tested. This is why he ordained the Lord to give us his test. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. But we must endure to the end, the Bible says. This is what's important in all this, that we learn to endure. I, I want to put Nicole on. Uh, Sister Nicole, you're there? Nicole. Praise Hello, Albie. I thought I had. Hello, Albie. Who Alvy. am I speaking with? My name yeah. is Measure of Faith. You uh, kicked me out of your chat room because I asked you a question about the mammon doctor in your preaching. The reward is eternal life. The rewards are clearly listed in Revelation, especially to the seven assemblies. And nowhere is money mm-hmm. ever mentioned. Where are you getting this from? Ah. It's not com- It's not I'm using it. Yes, it is. I'm using it as an example. Remember that I don't know right. what type of currency will be in the millennium, so this is why I'm using it as an example as the Lord Jesus Christ used it as an example. But okay? the, the, so this is, why, this is why I use it as an example. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So um, I'm sorry, but I, I'm not going to argue about the, the Word of God. It is clear 
You can, um, I don't know if you've been writing down all the verses that I've been giving. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. But the word of God is not to argue because I've been clearly and I'm reading them, even from the Apostle Paul from to the Corinthians. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. He is so good, hallelujah. So, and again, I never said we're going to have dollars in the millennium. It's a type of currency that I see, and I could read it in Isaiah. I could read it anywhere in the Bible. It's throughout the whole testament how everything is going to be. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. Praise God, hallelujah. So it, it, it's the system of God. It's a system of God. It's in the book of Revelation 2. You can read it there. You can read Revelation 18, Revelation 19, and Revelation 20 to 21 and read how everything is going to be. And it's there, hallelujah, very clear. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. We don't believe in religion. We believe in personal relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ. Not in religion taught by the Catholic Church or by the Jehovah Witnesses or by Islam. We don't believe in those religions. We believe, hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. We believe in that. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. We truly believe in that. When, when, when Jesus spoke about um, giving into the kingdom, hallelujah, he said that uh, whatever we give now we will not be taken away from us, but will be given into heaven. And it's clear in the word of God. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. But religion don't like to teach this. They like to focus people on man. And, and, and nowhere in the Bible did Jesus point to any man, but he points to the Father or himself. He says, come to me, all you that are labor." That are tired of labor, and I will give you rest. He was pointing people to him. He was pointing people to Yahweh. He never pointed people to to to, uh, um, to the Pope or anyone else. Praise not even the disciple did that. Praise Jesus, Hallelujah. So, this is the sad part, Hallelujah. When people follow men and believe in religion, because that is so dangerous. Praise God, Hallelujah. Praise Jesus, Hallelujah. So now, my sister Nicole. Praise the Lord. Let me see if Nicole will come. Uh, she says she will come in the last 10 minutes and the last of the program. Hallelujah. If not, I will continue to read the Word of God. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Because the Word of God, it is so good to read from it. Hallelujah. And there's so much we can learn from the Word of God. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. I wanted to read a proverb here. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. John, you wanted to say anything while I look for this? Oh yeah, um, you know it, it's. I, I totally agree with everything you're saying, and you know the. It all comes back to you know who are you going to believe? You're going to believe the doctrine of men, or are you going to believe the, the word of God? I mean, you you look at um, you know a lot of the arguments that men throw at you, they end up being, you know, they're 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 absolute foolishness. It's it's like the, you know, for instance, I think last week we were talking about. Um, evolution, how ridiculous that argument is. You, you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't hold any water. You, they, you know, and men, what they try to do is they try to, you know, you know, basically bind you up, and so they can control you. That's that's what most of the doctrines of men are are designed to control you and entrap you. So you be, you mm-hmm. become a servant to them. Where, you know, the doctrine of the Lord sets you free. It's a it's a law of liberty and it's a law of grace and freedom for us you know, true freedom in Christ and gives you peace. Amen. Amen. And and, and, Amen. and you look at the the rewards that he throws at us, yeah, they're 
I, I mean, he keeps track of everything. You know, if he can keep track of track of every hair in your head, he can certainly keep track of of every little reward you have coming too. It's it's uh, right, you know, it's, it's such a good thing. You know, John. Another thing, I I, I understand some people being careful with the false pros- prosperity up there, and, and what, what we don't agree with our prosperity teaching up there, and uh, so I I. I understand that, that some people might say, well, or, or are you, you're not preaching that prosperity message. No, it's not about that. And I'm not here asking people for money neither. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. We, we point out to the poor, and we point, we point out the reward that we will get from the Lord. That's what we did. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. This is not the prosperity message like, like someone may, may, may think this is. No, we're not with that. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. We, I don't agree with our prosperity message, but I agree with what the Word of God says, hallelujah, that we will get. And we're looking forward to get what Jesus said he will give us. I'm not pointing people to nothing else but that, to what the Lord himself said he will give those that get if you. Keep a, if you give a cup of water to one of his prophets, you're going to get a reward from that, Jesus said. That's what I'm talking about. And that's what I've seen in the millennium. Last night. Go ahead, John. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like when you talk about the millennial kingdom, sounds like everybody gets a house to live in, you know, where you, you compare mm-hmm. that to this economy right now, you've got to, you know, unless you're you know, born into the right family, you, you've got to spend 30 years paying off your house. And it's, it's, it's a great deal of work to do that. Um, you know, mm-hmm. God's whole economic system is completely different than what we have here. And... Um, and yeah, I, I I I totally agree. You know, I, I it's just uh, you know, amen. <laughs> amen. No, let me tell you something, John. Um, it, it's the same thing that that um, uh, when when the when the priests hear me preach, they don't agree with the message. The priests from the from the Catholic Church and all that. And uh, let me tell you, they are just men like like I am and all that. And, and when I read, I read from the Word of God, and I share what God reveals to me on all that. Because God speaks through dreams, visions, and revelations, okay? But they don't agree because they're pointing people to Rome, to the Pope, and I'm pointing people to Jesus. That's all I'm doing. They point people to men, and I point them to God. But they don't like that because they believe everything has to go through the Pope, and I don't believe that. I believe everything has to go through Jesus. Right. Hallelujah. Well, That's what I believe. Well, you're right because that's what it says in First John, where you know, you know, Jesus sent the Holy Spirit to be our teacher, you know, and you know, if you have questions, you can ask somebody else. But you have a built-in teacher when you receive the Lord, and you, um, and, and you're walking in holiness and purity, and you're being obedient to the Word of God. Um, guess what? The Holy Spirit's going to be there because that's the kind of environment Amen. He thrives in, and that's what He needs. You know, if you if you blew up your your house, guess what? He's not going to stick around. He's going to leave for a while until you repent, and then well, he'll come back. Amen. Well, I I thank God because we have a, a lot of Catholic people. We have Catholic people on the program now who have come out of out of men's teaching into God's teaching of His Word, and and they have received the Lord and they are serving the Lord. They're not serving men now, sister and, and, and brother. And I'm so happy they're in the, in the Lord. They listen to the Lord's hour every day. Hallelujah. And, and they're happy, like they say, to, to find out the truth from the Word. They still read their own Catholic Bible. Hallelujah. But we teach them the truth. 
and they seek the Lord, and guess what? They have, they feel free now. They feel free. Now we got our sister Nicole, and I want Nicole to share the the the, the rational.